before you cue this nigga in, yeah. clap three times. Please. Okay. <laughs> no, seriously, so I can sync the audio with the video. Okay. There you go. Bruh. <laughs> Yo, welcome back, niggas. <laughs> welcome back, guys, to another episode of the We'll Name This Podcast Later, but be on the lookout. Some things may be changing with the names. Mm-hmm. We finally got enough good-ass suggestions to... Um, Possibly move forward with some changes. We're looking to do a whole rebrand come uh, January 1st, guys. Be on the lookout for that shit. But I am one third of the hosts. My name is DJ. It's Petey. And it's your boy, Dex. We missing Brandon today, who's down at the Battle of the Bands Bayou Classic. So yeah. Oh, yeah. shout out, Brandon. Big time of the year for us in South Louisiana, guys. One of the biggest college football rivalries. The granddaddy of them all, as mm-hmm. some of the whites call it. Um, the Bayou Classic, man, is something that we all look forward to every year. I don't I really look it. forward to it. I look forward to it being over. Like, really? Yeah, I'm not a fan. Neither I'm not am a I. Fan. I just like seeing niggas all together not fighting and shit. I mean, that doesn't happen at the Bayou Classic. Meaning the not fighting doesn't happen. But um, I guess you're kind of right, because usually it's niggas getting shot. So no, that's, really no, fight. that's New Orleans niggas really killing fight. other niggas from out of town. That I mean, that day. that's also but is it true. at Bayou Classic though. It's no, at, no, it's never no, no, at no. the Classic. We, there's never been an incident at the Bayou Classic. Yeah. Always on Bourbon Street. Always. So any murder that happens between today and Monday at 12 a.m., they're gonna blame on the Bayou yeah. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> As if niggas like getting shot on Bourbon yeah. on random Wednesdays. That's not. It's gonna be like some nigga got shot in Marrero. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. He got his face blew off at the Bayou Classic. This right. nigga's in Marrero, Louisiana, dog. I have no idea of the reference point. The West Bank. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know what the fucking Superdome yeah, yeah, is? I got you. I got you. Don't say that shit, man. All right, all right. Yeah. Guys, we got some fucking fire topics to get to, man. We have really missed. Wait, Dex, did you introduce yourself? I did. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. I did. I was He's distracted so by a story he told us before the podcast. <laughs> yes. Would you like to share this story with the world, Dexter? I mean, I don't give a, I don't give a good goddamn. Ain't no shame in this game. So, this nigga's um, a marksman. <laughs> <laughs> roughly, uh, roughly three weeks ago, I decided to have a little Dex time, and uh, things got a little Mine's too with sex time. <laughs> <laughs> things got a little too excitable, and um, the the fruits of my labor. Um, Literally (laughs) Shot into my eye As I lay there (laughs) I couldn't even enjoy the finish Because I was just like It was like dripping down and shit And I went to the bathroom And my eye was like bloodshot red But I'm not 100% sure if it was from the contents Like or the impact of Because that shit was (laughs) extremely forceful It was one of those You know it hit me and I was like God damn Like I, le- I learned to only do it with my glasses on from now on. Like, we learned a lesson. Bro, this reminds <laughs> Maybe me of the story. Maybe not upward. <laughs> this reminds me of the story. Um, <laughs> we're all single in life, right? I'm, I'm going to just fucking say the story, right? We've all been single in life. And um, I remember this one time when I was single. This was my wild out days, right? And... This chick was giving me some top in the car. Mm-hmm. She's giving me top in the car. And That's I like, illegal. I wonder why this bitch didn't take her glasses off. And I was like, yo, I'm about to nut. I'm about to nut. And she jumps up and just like starts jerking the shit toward her glasses. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, let's see how this goes. <laughs> so, you know, of course, in the glasses. And, um... Is that the sound yours actually make? Yeah. <laughs> you need to go to the doctor. Shit is a squeegee. Right to the glasses. Maybe. But I was, I was so confused because I'm like, it's night. And 
This bitch got to drive home. There, there's nothing to clean her glasses off with. If she tried to clean it, she with a paper towel. It's just literally gonna smear. It's like bugs hitting the windshield. I'm about to say it's gonna like, look like little squigglies going across her. Right, just kids in high yeah. heels. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I did not call to make sure she made it home. The fact that the niggas is swimming on her lens craft is just horrible, bro. Like, what the fuck? God, that give a new meaning to the term sunglasses. <laughs> All right, Christian, you go. Glasses Y'all just go let that shit go nah, by. Bro. That shit was great. Sunglasses, get it? Oh, yeah. the <laughs> I don't. I don't, I don't have a story as well. Like I nutted on myself and was like, <laughs> was like appalled. You know what I'm saying? It was. No, nah, I take that back. Wait, we gotta call this nigga Issa D for the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this Issa wild, D. Bro. No, he told the story off mic like so cavalierly, and I was just like, "Yo, <laughs> I wasn't expecting him to like at all. tell the story going forward and shit." I'm the only thing I I can like speak to is like Shorty was she was doing the same shit, but like I ended up nothing like directly in my belly button, <laughs> <laughs> and I felt. <laughs> Self-violated So I like rolled over And like immediately Got that shit about me so I was yeah, like nah, yeah, so right. Lap it out the bowl No nah. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I nutted in me It was just like it was, mm. <laughs> You know what I'm saying I was just like mm. I was like Ooh like I gotta get a plan B Like I was like What the fuck is gonna happen now But you know <laughs> She brought you the wet time <laughs> She really did bro Wait, who brought you the wet towel, nigga? <laughs> nigga, I was my own service agent that day. Wasn't no house calls. Yo, this thing. Like, <laughs> nigga literally rolled out of bed and crawled to the bathroom, just violating right. this shit. Man, this brings up a very interesting topic, though. Mm-hmm. Because we're all grossed out by our own human bodily fluids and shit. Because we all know after you bust one, you just like, you feel so disgusted with Pull yourself. Pull that mic up closer to you. Yeah, you feel, you I, nigga, we just talking about busting and then mics closer. I don't know, bro. I don't know. <laughs> we all were disgusted by bodily fluids, right? Our own shit. Not really. Not really. I'm talking about if you, you busting that in your own eye, nigga, you was appalled. I was upset. I was upset at myself. I'm just saying, like, on like regular areas, like on my leg, on my hand, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, cool. Not in areas to, that are like, you know. <laughs> like you didn't expect like nigga, not like my, emasculated. Not my face. I'll put emasculated. Like oh my god, like in me, like you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But Dexter brought up an interesting topic the other day, guys. It was like so. One of the topics for the podcast should be this: Could you be in a relationship, or could you have a significant other that was a stripper or a sex worker? I'm gonna let one of y'all got to take yes. this shit first. I got to think easily. About my answer. Easily, it wouldn't bother me at all. Not in the slightest. It's a very well, fast take. Very, it is. I, it, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of her being successful though. I'm being successful. <laughs> wait, wait. Like, you gotta, you gotta make sure she's, she's the best that she can be. <laughs> no, meaning like if you bringing in real money, like if I could be a house husband. Oh, I ain't got mm. shit to say. I ain't got shit to say. Nah, nigga. Most average Americans, the average median uh, income for a single person home is like forty five thousand dollars. This bitch is sucking dick for forty five k a year. Go. Wait, she's sucking dick and stripping. No, stripping or what you said, sex, sex worker. worker. She yeah. could be a stripper or a sex worker. No, nah, sex worker is a definite no. Sex worker is fine. When she's she was porn, who cares? All right, bro. Are, so, are, we, are we having like a serious conversation? Yeah, like, I let's say I don't you care. guys have a dinner date, right? Mm-hmm. And she's rushing back from work, mm-hmm. rushing to get to the restaurant. Didn't really have a lot of time to do a lot of shit. She was already dressed somewhat okay. She just mm-hmm. changed out of her jizz infested clothing. Mm-hmm. And when she gets to the restaurant. She forgot to wipe her face. All you see is dried up shit on the. That's why she baby wipes. 
You know, keep a little baby white. Keep a little. I don't know. A little. What's that stuff called? Mouthwash. You know, make sure, make sure she right. No, we not, we not blending the two. Her mouthwash is gonna be in a <laughs> near like a septic tank. Like this bitch is like horrible. No, but I mean, sex worker, no. But I mean, I have dated someone who like stripped, but like they were like six months removed. I didn't really take them seriously. A reform stripper. Yeah, you know what I mean, not really. Wait, was though. she one of them? Like, I believe in Jesus now. You know, what? I got to tell the story though. So, like, I'm like, it was, uh, it was me, my bro Jason, LJ was there. BIP LJ. Um, what does BIP mean? Uh, B and P's. Oh, okay. B and P's. Um, and we had the tattoo shop off of uh, right by BRCC over there, and she was with her girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And she asked her girlfriend for permission to like, get my number. I was like, all right, cool. So I think the next time I met up with her, um, she brought like her friends over, mm-hmm. all strippers. And they all were stripping in the in the back room. I was like, hmm, been a fucker tonight. <laughs> so so you know, mm-hmm. I mean sh- shouldn't say this, shouldn't be this transparent. Yeah, go for it, nigga. We have a podcast rival now, so we have to take it up to the next. <laughs> you know, you know. God damn it! All right, so I fucked her face until <laughs> until she like gasped and like looked at me like shot. Oh, oh. She came up for breath and was like, "I wanted this so bad," and that's when I knew. I can never wife a bitch. Like that. <laughs> I can know, never, man. I can never wife a stripper. Like it's never gonna happen, right? Because how many other niggas has been? That's this, what I'm this saying. Face gagging, fuck face situation. Who has seen that before? Mm-mm. Doesn't I mean? Doesn't really. Mm, number one, I'm not gonna say it doesn't bother me. It doesn't matter. Like what you do before you met me, what you do after you meet me is a different story. That's cap. What? That's cap. I don't care. Let me explain why it's. Cap. I'm listening. It's cap to you. To no, it's me. cap to you, and I'll no, tell you why. It's cap. Not at all. Okay, Who is one of Dexter's professional ops? I don't even know what that sentence means. A nigga you know that, that you means. don't fucking like. Oh, I like everybody. You no, the yeah. competitor in you does not allow you to like every fucking body. I like everybody. I know, no joke. I may not like your talent. I may think your talent is trash, but at you as a person, like. I don't dislike anybody. They have people I personally don't like. Never. I can't stand them. If my significant other <clears> was <throat> to even hug them, I would think about leaving. Like, that level shit. We all got somebody. No, I that. agree. I agree. It's, I got a whole neighborhood of niggas. That <laughs> I just, not nah, nah. We, we all got niggas, like, that we really just... Or even a nigga that you would have to kind of, like, take a take a, a side eye at your shorty and be like, yo, really? That guy? Actually, there is one person. Huh? It's not that I don't like him. He's a Trump supporting black dude who who plays in this band called the Undivided Band, and they make Americana music and shit. I love like, it. I fucking hate it. Um, but he's super, <laughs> he's like <laughs> he's super su- he's super successful like with with uh, music and shit. But he always. It's more what he does and who he is. Like I don't like niggas who chase a wave when it comes to creative endeavors. And so, like when sense. when LSU was like looking like they were going to go to the national championship, he was making like LSU themed songs so that he could get you know plugged into that shit. Chasing that bag, yeah, chasing that. And I don't, I typically don't like that because it undercuts the purity that music and art and creativity three, is supposed to be. Um, so, but more it's the Trump supporting shit and the like. 
the lack of I know niggas that, y'all saw that crown sitting there. Your nigga, your nigga jeans wasn't gonna allow you to ignore that crown too long, bro. It wasn't, but the <laughs> but the guzzling sound just threw me off. <laughs> For real, that motherfucker sound like it's, that bitch like is funneling old through old school water cooler. That's what I'm 90s. saying, bro. Like. We went, we went to detention <laughs> They had the, the, the old school water cooler in the back You should ask permission to get to mm-hmm. But no like to piggyback off You said like Is there is there like a certain kind of guy You would be turned off by If your if your girl Gave oh, him any attention A Chad Any any Like Brad a, a Brad and Chad Like one of the ones that wears I The button down this. The button down shirt With the khakis And the, the, boat shoes the boat shoes To the LSU football games Oh, I would be furious. Like I wouldn't, yep. and, but that's not an individual person. That is that's a, an archetype. Yes, an <laughs> archetype, like, a type. Yeah. Of, like that. Should, I'd be like, I, we, I, we need to talk a little bit more. Like I need to understand you a little more deeply. I'm, I say a hundred percent yes, man. I remember there was this very specific situation in my very early adulthood, which I was dating someone. Right, and this is at the time to where like. Like everybody cheats on everybody, like when you're 19, 20, and shit. I never like cheated that. on anyone, so I can't. I've, I've never did this shit either, too. Mm-hmm. I'm loyal to, my bad. I'm loyal to a fault. That ain't even your foot. That's fucking wires. Never mind. <laughs> I take back my bag. Yeah, sick. Like, there was this one cat we went to school with and shit. Homie couldn't dress. Homie was like yep. the wackiest nigga alive. Yep. Right. I grew up in a small town, but all of my weekends and summers were spent in Baton Rouge. So right. I had somewhat of a city experience right. and shit. So I see like the fly niggas, mm-hmm. like the fly regular <laughs> niggas, dope boys, all that shit. I get to yeah. see that. I'd be like, if they took my bitch, that would be fine. But this raggedy, dusty ass, country ass <laughs> That's nigga, what I'm saying, bro. Like- <laughs> Yo, on folks them great, I'm not going to lie, on Rodrigo's soul, like, it's some, it's some... It's some females out here who fuck like a Walmart greeter, and it's just like them type of niggas. I could never, and it's like you never, never forgive you, and you mm. never want to question like why somebody did some shit. But no, it's I like, want, yo, no, I want to question like why? Why did you? Pick why would you do this that shit? Nigga? Yeah. Oddly enough, this nigga is a very, 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 very famous YouTuber now. <laughs> I remember you telling me about this. Yes. Yeah, dead yeah, ass, yeah. dead ass. That nigga smashed. Um, it, it's a long off mic story, but uh, that nigga smashed somebody I was dating like when I was like 19 and 20 and shit. But nigga, back then you was dusty. You got a little money now, nigga. I'm going to catch up after He was probably funny too. No funny niggas will take your bitch real quick. They ain't that nigga was funny too. looking, bro. Like, I made, I got my rep from where I was from for clowning that particular person, bro. Like, mm. I invented. I, I never, I've never seen someone so eloquently admit to being a bully. Like I, your never, stock, your yeah. stock increases. This nigga is <laughs> different, bro. Mean, bro, like, look, I ain't scared. I'm not scared. I'm not scared to say it. We've been drinking, y'all. Fuck it, fuck it. I'm not scared to say. It. When I was younger, I was a small dude, like 120, 100, 135 pounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Only five foot eight, five foot now. Thank God I'm five foot ten. My wife would leave me if I didn't hit the five ten. But I'm five foot ten now. But I was always a little dude. So it was easier to pick on me. But I found my outlet in comedy. Mm-hmm. Everybody where I'm from is fucking hilarious. And we used that because there was some real like niggas who didn't have fathers and shit that was selling dope at school and fucked with us because they ain't had no daddies and shit. <laughs> so we had to find a way. And most definitely, I found a way. Whether it was your uniform was like a two shades off to what it's supposed to yo, be. Yo, 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 for real, no, no, that ass. 
If you if you wore the same <laughs> fucking socks for the whole week straight, and them bitches turned from white <laughs> to, to yellow, <laughs> I'm flaming your ass, bro. Nah, that's even worse. Like I know everybody said, oh, we wore the tube socks and turned them into ankle socks. No, that nah. was the poor kids. Your dad wasn't there to buy you the socks. I know this, but you gotta be careful. Them niggas that you talking like kind of bad to. Probably beat your ass. They d- nigga, yes. This <laughs> is how I changed my life. They were angry. That's yes. the trade off, man. God, but God bless me. And y'all know I'm not big in religion, but I gotta give a shout out to the man upstairs for giving me that gift of making fun of people. Because I ain't gonna lie, I was finna get my ass whipped in seventh grade. It was one of them kids to where like they related to all of the other poor kids mm-hmm. and shit. They all live on what the same the street, fuck, bro. Yeah, they all live in the same section of house. And all shit. the poor like, kids. <laughs> it's like all the poor proud family niggas. Like what all the fuck, of them, bro. bro. Like <laughs> the ones that like Disney didn't even use the black crayon. They used blue and gray together. And shit. Uh, them bitches from proud family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the overall sisters. What I'm saying. <laughs> With the frizzy braids? Bro, <laughs> niggas was finna get me, bro. And somehow, like, I just elevated. I rose up like Goku and the, 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 the jokes just started flowing. Like, bro, why you always smell like you've been eating Salisbury steak? I was, like, <laughs> I was going in. And homie was finna deck me. But he started crying and ran away. And at that point in time, I was a comedic God. <laughs> yes. I had to go deep down in those uh fatherless section eight jokes, bro. And I don't pride myself on that because I'm not a classist person. It sounds like you pride yourself on it right now. Hey, that shit was funny as fuck, nigga. <laughs> fuck you talking about. Wait a minute. So like you had people who went to your school was that wasn't like from the trenches. No, nah, we was off. There was so let me explain how Vidalia works, right? I'm from oh, a small I, I didn't realize that. Vidalia. That's the other side of Natchez, right? Yeah. Okay. So I am from a small segregated town in which Mm -hmm. it's three of us sitting at this table together. Let's say my family makes $100,000. In our neighborhood, it could be like this. We make $100,000. You make $20,000. You make $40,000. They didn't allow us because of redlining to live in other neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. But it was unheard of to live in the white side of town. So you just lived where you lived. Also, isn't it really close to Mississippi? Yes. Like literally you cross a bridge in Mississippi, you cross a bridge back here in Louisiana Mm -hmm. and shit. So Mm -hmm. like I ain't saying I was like uber privileged and no shit. My family made some pretty smart decisions. My dad was in the military and shit. So like they kind of had some. Some shit set up. Plus, I was adopted, too. If I'd have stayed with my original family and shit, I would be fucked. And I couldn't make those Section 8 jokes. So, <laughs> so that's just kind of like how the shit was. So, everybody came up like, if you wasn't poor, it was like we from the same fucking neighborhood, nigga. So, if you're not poor, you probably at my mom and them house eating with us at dinner and eating with mm-hmm. us on Sundays and shit. So, that's a weird, that's a weird understanding of like, because at least like when you grow up in the trenches, like where I'm from, everyone there is poor. You don't have to like, you know, like like Dave Chappelle said, like his family did just well enough to be poor in a white neighborhood. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's kind of like it's weird going to school with people who have more than you or less than you. If 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 it's pretty even tone, then it's you know we could all joke about Bro. the same shit and it don't really hurt nobody for real. Oh no, nigga, I was going for the jugular because them niggas was trying to whoop my ass. Bro, it was either it was either joke or be killed at that point. And <laughs> I didn't want to be killed, bro. I couldn't fight that well. I'm gonna be honest with you. Snick. I had hands, so I didn't really have to worry about it. But I also Folks was like, say he had hands. Oh, yes. 
Oh, Folks yes. said he was out though. I, I had didn't, kids, and at that said. time I was using them to beat my dick every day. Nigga, I was that's 12. not what I said. The fuck? Yo, I didn't have hands. Lord. No, I said oh, I did. My hands were for myself. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. For- Yo. Yo. <laughs> Come on, nigga. I was 12. The fuck? Yeah, damn. Every day, nigga. That you play a sport. <laughs> yes, nigga. My dick was a game. <laughs> This nigga was varsity. This podcast was brought to you by Crown Apple. Yo, yo, sidebar, niggas, niggas got to stop using the word op so much. I like the word op because it's used so loosely. That's what I'm saying. But like, I don't think the world knows like what an op really is. No, we don't. That's why, nigga, you go to the fucking grocery store and like, we we're suburban niggas now. We have to admit it, nigga. You are not in the trenches anymore. Yeah, you, but I, you put premium gas in your fucking car. What I the do, fuck? but I have, but I have, I have niggerish. I have niggerish ways, though. Nigga, I still got treacherous ways. I put forty dollars in my car yesterday. Almost passed out. That doesn't mean no niggerish ways. Just means we eat pig feet inside of like an apartment that you pay like probably two grand a month for. Mm. Christian is out of the trenches, guys. Mm-hmm. He's gone. Yes, I'm not there anymore. I'm not. Last time you drank gonna... tap water, nigga. You drinking tap water? You gotta get the fuck out of my house, nigga. The last time you had tap water, bro. Hey, y'all gonna stop playing me. First of all, you nutty eye. Second of all, you ain't got no fucking hands. You know what I'm saying? Fuck wrong with you, all right? You looking like Malcolm X. I need to work here. Where's the tap water, bro? Hey, look. I think it's gonna get off me. I didn't grow up in the trenches, though. I did for the first six years of my life. And then we moved to Brulee, and I went to private school, and so... I didn't realize I could fight until, like, I got back to high school. I actually just had the opportunity to visit my high school again. Yeah. Um, they just rebuilt Bruley High, and I was doing some recruiting for work and got to go to um, to visit my high school and see my old principal. He looks at me, he goes, you remember your first day here? I was like, I'm shocked you remember that. My first day at school, yeah. I came from Christian Life, and they was walking down the hallway. There was some niggas on this side of the hall, some niggas on that side of the hall. All I heard was dude named Cowboy. So you know some shit going down with a nigga named Cowboy involved. It's mm-hmm. like, <clears throat> them niggas got it on their mind today. Me turning around. What? What are they? Are they ready to learn? Like, what's, <laughs> like, what's, what's going on? You know? And so <laughs> on, one side, <laughs> on one side, it was my cousin, like my neighborhood friends, right? My yeah. neighborhood friends that I grew up with were on one side. On the other side like, was a bunch of dudes slow, who slow. I had never met before. And so I'm standing there talking to my cousin, you know, and he's like, he's from Gretna, you know, he came to live with us when he was like 15 or 16. And so yeah. he's like looking over my shoulder when I stopped to talk to him because he's a junior, I'm a freshman. Um, and all his friends were seniors, I believe. They're like a year older than, than him. Yeah. And so they were all lined up on the lockers and I stopped and I was like, oh, what's up, cuz, blah, blah, blah. And I just felt something like jump over my back and landed a hit on my cousin. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Mm-hmm. And I turn around and the entire neighborhood is fighting these dudes from Addis. And so the next thing I hear is my homeboy, Quentin, who now lives in Houston, Texas. He was like, Texas, don't just stand there and start swinging. I was like, all right, nigga. I was like, all right, nigga. Whatever, whatever. So I started swinging, started knocking niggas out, just boom, 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 boom. Because I was tiny, but I had played football. I played basketball, like I practiced with varsity and stuff and worked out with them. So I was like yeah. stronger than everybody. So I started knocking them niggas out. They, the principal comes and like grabs me. He's like, it's your first goddamn day at school. How the fuck are you? What, what did we do here? And I was like, coach, I don't know what happened. Like I was talking. Then the nigga was on my back. And then somebody mm-hmm. told me to start swinging. But here's the kicker. I worked at McDonald's, right? 
And so because I had knocked, I knocked out like I was like 15, right yeah. at 15. Everybody in Louisiana starts yeah. to work at 15. Yeah. And um I, I got the permission from the school to work there. I just started. The niggas who I knocked out, because it was like three or four of them, showed yeah. up at my job. Showed up at my job. And my Sounds cousin, well, right. my cousin happened to be working at at um at McDonald's with me as well. Mm-hmm. And them niggas tried to fight us at McDonald's. And I literally had to ask my manager. I was like, all right, so if I go out there and fight, y'all going to fire me? Like, really, are y'all going to fire me? Because nigga guy used to making money. Granted, it wasn't but $120 every two weeks. Hey, that's but a, that's we was living in the movies. We was, you know, buying our own shit. Like, we was mm-hmm. bringing McDonald's home for us to eat. Marshall's TJ like, Maxx, nigga. Yeah, bro, flies exactly, exactly. Ma, can you, bring me to the, about, can you bring me to the store? I'm trying like, to get some no shoes. Marine, my nigga. Bro, about? My, mom ain't had to, my mom ain't had to pay for shoes no more. Mm. She was the happiest woman alive. And so... She was like, well, I don't know. You, you're taking a risk because she went to school with us as well. She was a manager, but she was only like a senior or some shit. Thanks. We ended up not scrapping with them, but my cousin ended up meeting up with them at like the park about two days later. And they told that shit down. Police was called. All of that. I'll never forget it. And he, I was like, you want me to come with you? He was like, nah, you stay here. This ain't going to be... This ain't gonna be good. They had a lot of niggas in porta potties and shit. And like porta, that, what yeah. the fuck, bro? <laughs> and and push the porta potties over. That shit was terrible. No pun intended. It was a shitty day. No pun yeah, intended. Niggas but, smelling like doo doo and going home. And then we used to box. All right, boo. I'm gonna tell this story, but don't don't. It's okay. It's like thirty you ain't years old. Putting no on names, though, are you? Yeah, I, I am because it's important. You know who it is. Nigga name uh, Blue Blue Gay. Y'all remember him? Won the national championship at LSU. Went on to play for the. Um, the Patriots and won a couple Super Bowls there. Mm-hmm. And he won the Super Bowl with the Saints, I believe. He won two with them, the Patriots, and then one with the Saints. So his brother was a year older than me, a year or two. And we used to box under their carports or whatever, right? Just used to put on the gloves, used to put on the gloves. And my homeboy, Dexter, his name is Dexter James. I'm Dexter Jackson. Literally, right. my best friend from high school rocked the fucking shit out of me. Just boom. I saw stars. I saw lights. Hey. And Blue walked out, and I don't know what the fuck I was on, because I was just like, and I'd beat that nigga ass too. And Blue turned around, who? Me? <clears throat> at this point, Blue had just won the national championship at LSU, so this was like Ofo. And that nigga put on them gloves and wore the fuck out of me. Like, I, I've wobbled home the entire time, like, seeing stars, seeing stripes. Yeah, nigga that nigga at CTE, bro. I saw him at a Struma. Uh, I put a I put together a job fair at Estruma before the pandemic, and he came out and he was like, "Yeah, how that jaw feeling, bro?" I was like, "Bro, that was 15 years ago. That's, you ain't gotta, you ain't gotta bring that shit up, bro." Had that shit on his mind. <laughs> <you> <laughs> <mean>? <laughs> he had to bring that shit. Up. I was a freshman. Yeah, that's yeah, we in different mind. points of our lives now, sir. You got you know three saying? Super Bowls, two Come degrees, on, and a law degree, and you, know you a lawyer. Saying? You still worried about rocking my shit 15 years ago, bro? Hey, hey, some here. niggas, some niggas cannot let the trenches go. But just, just to end on that note, when we talking about ops or opposition, just to be, just to be a hundred percent. Sorry, we passing well, the liquor around. Where did the term op come from? Opposition. Opposition. I'm assuming yeah. it is a Chicagoian term. <clears throat> Wait, before you say that, I have to give a shout out to you niggas. What's up? Oh my fucking God. I saw a show called Southside. Yeah, Southside. Oh shit. my God. That is the fucking funniest it's show the on best, HBO it's Max. It's the best show. It's I've the heard this really It's the funniest funny. show on HBO Max. It's the best show. Really? Lovecraft Country ended, and after that, Southside just took its place. But um, so when when people say op back home, the requirement is you had to have shot at them before. They had to have shot at you before. Or like if you see them, 
nine times out of ten, you know, it's an issue. It's an extreme issue. They're not trying to fight mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. So like when I when I hear it, it's like, oh damn, niggas is, but nigg- I, niggas is having fun with it. But outside of home, though, for you, it's like it's I don't, different. I don't use it. But I, got, I don't use it. I got ops, nigga. Anytime I go to that fucking Wendy's uh, and walk <laughs> in, and that bitch, oh. that same bitch, give me them cold fries, bro. That's a fucking op, nigga. <laughs> On L's, that's crazy. That shit be brick cold, bro. Like that shit is cold. In brick, one of them disrespectful terms. Nah, well, I didn't yeah, mean it a, that way. A brick, I repent. Yeah, a brick. I repent. Yeah, Larry. I shouldn't say it, but like a GD is a brick. Like, that's a disrespectful term. I guess they could take it that way. Okay, let me let me explain. <laughs> let me explain like, what why you mean they could take it that they way. They could take it that way because they don't like knowing. They don't like people knowing that Larry Larry used to be a stone. Y'all chairman was a stone. Just letting y'all know. Y'all do y'all history. That's mm. why these niggas quiet, you know. <laughs> but like, shout out, shout out to, shout out to the folks. You know what I'm saying? Shout out GD and them. But you know, some of them niggas, but the rest of them niggas, y'all are some goofies. But um, <laughs> but Dexter yeah. and I are honorary GDs. No, we are not. Kanye. Dexter is a fucking civilian. No, Kanye West fuck. saying nah. that we could be GDs. Kanye, he put it on GD. And I don't take advice over. from niggas who don't take their medicine. I'm not doing that. He repented for that. You didn't listen to his Thanksgiving he prayer. Did. And I, I did. Yo, <clears> yo, let's let's. I didn't. This is a good pivot. We got we got to mm-hmm. talk about that that conversation. Hey, that nigga Yay on drink champs went crazy, bro. I mean, yeah, the, some of it nigga. was funny as shit. I ain't gonna front. Yo, I ain't watched the whole nigga. thing. <laughs> hey, Yay, Yay made a podcast irrelevant again. Not to say that it ever went anywhere, bro. Mm-hmm. But like, that's gonna be our next guest, guys. We were gonna kind of keep that no, seat. Kanye is not allowed in this house, and I'm, we can't afford him anyway. Yeah, like I'm that angry uh, at Kanye right now. Why, <sighs> Kanye? Was my hero, right? From oh, when he dropped college dropout till mm, Jesus ish, I was with him. Like every, I, I'm not the fan of um, my beautiful twist dark dark fantasy. I or love that. I love I'm not that a fan of that album. You've been drinking, I can. No, I, I'm just not a fan of that album. Love that album um, my favorite Kanye album is 808s and Heartbreak. That shit is everything. Um, Fuck he talking. 808s is is where it's at. Um, 808s definitely like led led the action. Yeah, pool. that's yeah, that's right. my favorite. You know, along with College Dropout and then um, Late Registration, they can be flip flop. I'm sorry, in Graduation, they can kind of get yeah. mixed up in any pretty pretty much any order, and I love them. Yeah, but. You know, when he really started, now I have to tell you, when Trump won the election, that was the, that was the same semester that I started in political science pre-law at Southern University. So I am, I am genuinely watching Trump do all of these things and then learning in real time the precedents that he's trying to overturn and the, the court cases that he's trying to make irrelevant. And so, like, I had a different understanding, which is why I was so vocal about it. Notice I'm quiet about that shit now. Mm -hmm. But I was so vocal about it because I was like, no, y'all don't understand. If he does this, then it undoes this court case, which undoes this court case, which allow him to do this. Right. Right. And so I'm looking at it like three levels down the road. And to sit there and watch Kanye, like, sit back and support this man who is so actively trying. Like, people were saying that he was trying to undo democracy and he was trying to be a tyrant. No, no. You thought people were fucking around about that? No, it was an actual, it wasn't a conspiracy theory. Y'all know I don't right. buy into conspiracy theories. It wasn't a conspiracy theory. I'm yeah. watching him do all of this. And so to think that Kanye, who we got to the level that he is, is bragging about getting a 60 some odd million dollar tax return, talking about how much he loves Trump and he loves Trump because Trump gave him money. You know, that's just not the nigga that I grew up liking and the nigga that I could grow up supporting. I don't I don't I disagree with that. I just I I I solely feel like that nigga has remained himself 
throughout the actual process. Absolutely. Although, yeah. although I will say this, <clears throat> I think I think Kanye is a little bit more infatuated with celebrity or the idea well, of it. I, th- I need is. you to amend that statement. I, I don't think that I don't think he's not being himself. It's the first time he's been anti-black. And you can sit there. I don't there. think that's anti-black, think, though. I, you can sit here and say that some of the stuff that he I says. Think he's, okay, look. I think he is. I, I can concede your point. I, I agree with you to some degree. I feel like he's a bit ignorant of certain things and how he actually says it. So, like, when he's talking about, you know, how the, how the Democrats used to be the Republicans. Without context, that seems very problematic. Or that the slaves were slaves for 400 years. And that sounds like a choice. Right. Correct. How he says it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Is no, nah, it's just, just. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm, I don't like talking about nobody from the crib negatively. Shit, we nigga, have you heard us talk about Boosie? Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but no, nah, but like that's, but Boosie that's different and Kanye. Though. Let me, but that's different. Like Boosie is. I, well, let me give whoever my, the fuck he is. Let me give my hot take right, and just to kind of preface this shit, I am a Kanye West stand. Mm-hmm. I am not just a fan of this nigga, bro. I mean, literally throw up any random Kanye West song, whether it's a song or a feature, I probably know all of the fucking words to it or most of the words to it. Yeah. Like, I grew up with Ye. Like, mm-hmm. that's always Same. been my favorite. Oh, I think everyone who's like 35 and below. Right. Oh, he's my favorite. Even Still fucking, my favorite now. Even fucking fresh. I always brag about this shit, and I sound like a fucking dick when I say it, but I'm, I was on a, a Kanye fan when he did Freshman Adjustment. Like, <laughs> I've been a fan for that long, yo. Like, mm-hmm. nigga talking about, um, what's his first artist's name? Um, His first artist? Bump J. I listen to Bump J because of fucking yay, and I'm from Louisiana. Bump J was not Kanye's artist. You know what I mean, though. He introduced niggas outside of Chicago. To okay, Bump yeah, Jack. I could I could say that much, but he was definitely so, not his artist. But that's that's how much of a fan. Bull, like, I listen, was, though. I'm from the East Side of Chicago, bro. Bump J's from the East Side, like Goon Squad. I would say him. I would say Bump J, King Louis, East Side as well, Joe City. Um, like all the all like I remember growing up seeing Bump J around the city, bro. Like. Four Mercedes Benz, like, you know what I'm saying? Deep, he pulling up. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, yeah. you know what I mean? So it was, it was different. Like, I don't know. But like, I, well, Kanye, Kanye. Was, Kanye was his in-house producer. Yeah, yeah to, to some to some degree, he was. He was in-house producer. But him and New ID, him and New ID mm-hmm. definitely for sure. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> Kanye, Kanye always put like a lot of Chicago niggas on. I mean, he's the reason I, I also love Lupe Fiasco. And that's uh, another facts, that's yeah. another fucking point I want to bring up. So what Kanye said on the Drink Champs interview kind of reaffirmed what I was thinking after he dropped Jesus and after I saw what he was saying in the interviews kind of wasn't tying back to the music. Yeah. Like I ain't talking about I was like a regular fan of Yeah, I'm talking mm-hmm. about any interview I listen to, like no, all of that shit. Yeah, facts. So piecing that shit together. That nigga tro- been trolling us, like real hip-hop fans, like the backpack niggas, like niggas who went to college. Yeah, he not Urkel. a backpack nigga. He not none of that shit that he ever claimed to be. He, he said that shit in the interview. I fuck with them niggas because they fuck with me. He said, I was listening to No Limit and shit. Mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to listen to Talib, Kweli, and Common, but they was the ones that fuck nah, with me. No, he ain't say that. He ain't say Common. Don't do that. He wasn't saying comment, but you get what I'm saying, though. He would, If he could have did a song with Master P, that nigga would have did a song with Master P. Bro, on every, bro I, I listen. It's, it's only a handful of niggas 
like bounce niggas, Chicago niggas listen to. No Limit, um, uh, A Ball, MJG, Ghetto Boys. Y'all niggas fuck with Juvenile too. Well, no, niggas definitely fuck with Juvenile, but I feel like there's certain parts of the city where like, they more, they listen to more like down south music and then more West Coast music. Y'all niggas have Bounce Night in Chicago, and I found that interesting. I don't know if, I don't remember that. We got Juke music. I don't know if it's a Bounce Night. No, no, no. Like, there's like, I guess there's a subset of people who move from New Orleans to Chicago, probably oh. after Katrina, and they got like a big ass like Bounce Night that they do once a month. Oh, I ain't never heard of that shit. I seen that shit on Where? Like, the what, internet. Like what part? I have no clue. I just saw ass in Chicago and bounce night. <laughs> that shit probably in Joliet. Fuck off. <laughs> no, nigga. Y'all, that you appreciate in, bounce, that nigga. That shit in Joliet. But, <laughs> but I think Ye has us fooled, though. I think real real fans of Ye who have been studying like the interviews and the music have seen the disconnect. That's why it was like... This big ass, I miss the old Kanye shit. Like, yeah. niggas miss that shit because we miss the music, but we don't realize that's always been yay. Like, he ain't really fuck with the backpack movement. I don't think Kanye cared about niggas like that because when he, when you <laughs> listen to the freshman adjustment, bro, he was on like the worldly, like, cars, cribs, bitches, mm-hmm. raps, and shit. Like, when he had Consequence writing for him, Sahada Prince and all these other niggas writing for him, those were the niggas that created the Kanye verses that made you think he was down with the people. Yeah, not down with the people, I, no, per se. I, I disagree with that. All right, so look. So listen to, like, what he was saying about it's certain... Damn, how can I say it? Like, I'll watch, like, certain interviewers who interview, like, a lot of Chicago artists, and they may be like, oh, well, like... You don't you don't put like game banging in your music, and I'm like, he's a goofy. He ain't from the cribs. He don't recognize the actual the parallels. He mm-hmm. won't know it. It's the same thing with Kanye. Like when he, when you listen to crack music mm-hmm. with him and game, it's like consequence ain't writing that shit. It's certain bars that I know a Chicago nigga had to write. Yeah, what comes from uh, New York? <laughs> no consequence from Atlanta, bro. Really. Don't know. That big tooth motherfucker is from Atlanta. Consequence from Atlanta. He's the first nigga with the tooth job and he looked like a fucking <laughs> I'm horse. Lying. I'm lying. He, no, he from Jersey. He Who from, the other nigga from Atlanta? What's his, the side. other nigga? You talking about side. Side, side, from, side Atlanta. from Atlanta. But like, it's certain, it's certain nuance. Like, his father was a was a panther. You know what I'm saying? Um, y'all, knew Shaka, like, y'all knew Shaka Khan was a panther? I ran the Panther Party in Oakland. She ain't ran the Panther Party in she Oakland, did. bro. And, and maybe in Chicago, actually. I think it was. Get Chicago. the fuck on. Shaka Khan, shit, bro. Watch. Watch. Fred Hampton. Fred Hampton seeing running the Black Panther Party. You tweaking. Let me see. I don't know, bro. Shaka Khan. I mean, she got the money. She might have been, a, been a, uh, a financial backer. She was on her back getting dick down. <laughs> fuck is you talking about? She went back and shit. Sir. <laughs> fuck that but bitch. Sir. But sir, <laughs> give me that. But I mean, getting back to that interview though, man, like I think I think Ye just kind of like exposed himself because even that shit he said about Big Sean was like, like, come on, bro. Like Big Sean is not Fuck like, that nigga Sean. Hey, I No, nah, I'm lying. I'm lying. I like Big Sean, Sean. put out I fuck some, with Sean, but he's too emotional. I disagree. I think working with Kanye is difficult. We saw that. Extremely. That nigga is I think, difficult. I think bro. we saw that with, with Chance the Rapper when he went off on Chance the Rapper at that. You know, album release party, and at some point, I mean, Sean has reached a level where he don't it, need. Yet. He don't. Now, I wouldn't even say he don't need yet. I would say he's outgrown being, being signed to yeah, another being artist. tied to another artist. I think that he is ready, kind of like Travis Scott did. You know, he's ready to go out and do his own. Although Travis Scott was never really like a part of 
Um, Good was, music. Yeah, he was never. But Travis he was like Scott, a, the weirdest nigga of all time, bro. He yeah, we gonna talk like about him later. Niggas. By the way, y'all. like he signed to Grand Hustle as a rapper, but he signed to Good Ass Beats as a producer, which is fucking weird. Like this nigga can't do nothing by himself. I mean, I'm not a fan of Travis Scott um, as but, a producer. Period. Um, we'll talk about that in a second, though. So, like, I, I don't think I don't I don't know if Kanye believes everything that he's saying, right? What I do he's, know, he's manic. What, what I was going to say, what I do know, that shit. what I do know is that he's not well. Um, and I am not going to sit back and support someone who is choosing to not be well. Right? He's lost his marriage. That says shit about how his. I'm not saying he's a bad dad or anything, right? Yeah. But that decision to not be his most total self. I know he feels like off the meds. He's in his real self. And you absolutely are, nigga, which is why you need to be on the meds, like, mm-hmm. because your real self is it's not helping. Right. Um, and so I feel like we as a we as a a populace, we support people. We we don't support people on the right. Remember when Amy Winehouse was in rehab and she was up for winning that um that song they tried to make me go to rehab. I said, no, no, no. And mm-hmm. people were furious. Because the rehab wouldn't let her leave to come and perform at the Grammys. And so they had to do that whole thing where they recorded it at the rehab place with the people in there with her, you know, being the backup dancers and all that stuff. Mm. And the only thing I was thinking was like, chicken rehab. Like, why, yeah. why, why, do, why would we want her out of rehab? Primary like, exploitation of exactly. people. Let's get that shit. And I think that's what Kanye West goes through. Like, there is no reason. The, our conversation should have been Kanye. We ain't coming to them fucking listening parties because you're not healthy, right? You're not well. We mm-hmm. don't agree with the things that you're saying, even though you're a genius. And when I look at it, people our age are not at that concert because we're old enough to understand the dynamics behind everything. It's children. It's children, right? Kanye, Kanye West concert look exactly the same as that Travis Scott festival when it comes to demographics. It looks exactly the same. Granted, they grew up with Kanye. Yeah. I think no, I think ain't no, ain't no I think niggas. it's older black folks. Because think about when he was down here at that Bethany church. I didn't go. And that hurt. A.B. Mitchell, um, A.B. Mitchell, who's big around here. I worked with him at Metromorphosis, knew how big of a Kanye West fan I was. And he was like, Dex, you can come with me. We'll get up to the front. You'll be able to see your hero. You ain't got to pay nothing. You ain't got to do nothing. Nah, nah, I ain't going. I'm not going. Be- and it, it didn't hurt Kanye. It hurt me. But the point was, I'm not going to go there and see him in a condition that I don't support. If you on your meds and you saying all this shit and you well and that's what you actually believe, see that's different. I'm I, not doing that. I gotta I gotta push back on, on the meds on the meds tape because at at the same time, do I believe that he should he should seek help? He should seek some mental some mental uh, intervention. But but he addressed that piece in the Thanksgiving prayer too. He, he did. said he on his medicine again. He misses his um his wife and shot. And what did I just what did I just say? Right? When you're when you do that, you damage your children. You mm-hmm. damage your marriage. You damage your family. And then your and wife we're sit- fucks Pete Davidson. Yeah. <laughs> and we're worse. sitting here. We're sitting yeah, here. That's gross. You know, we're sitting here talking about all of these things. You know, Kanye is this, Kanye is that. Kanye isn't well. And Kanye isn't his best self. And Kanye is ruining his life with us supporting his shenanigans. And I'm just not going to be the one to sit back and be like, well, that's just Kanye. No, nigga. Get your life in order. Get your house in order. I mean, but he how lost his mom, bro. And how destructive is what he doing, actually? Like, it's not like... I mean, the political piece was fucked up. He, I'm glad he finally apologized for fucking that whole situation up. But outside of that, man, I mean... 
I hate to say it, but his destructive tendencies and behaviors have kind of led him to the path of being a fucking billionaire, too. Yeah. But that's also like y'all notice, like during his interviews now, he's talking about the braggadocious shit. Like, I hate the class of society, but I'm a billionaire. Mm hmm. But in previous interviews, it was for my people, black people's, for the music, it's for pushing the culture forward and all this shit. I just think the nigga was a fraud the entire time, but he made really good music that was really impactful to us because he had great writers. I mean, I think two things. I think he's now 40-something, um, yep. and he's not going to be the same as he was at 20-something, especially after having that car accident and losing his mom. Um, I think that changed him, of course, as it should, and he holds himself responsible for that. Not that he should, but I can see where he, he, he you can harbor that, you know. Um, I think he's just changed throughout time mm-hmm. the same way that all of us have changed throughout time. Mm-hmm. But the problem is he he forgot where he came from, honestly. Like he forgot. I don't think that he forgot that he's that kid that grew up in Chicago, you know, with his mom or whatever. But yeah. I think he's so rich now that he doesn't realize. And Van Lathan actually said this. You don't realize that it's us who have to go out and deal with the ramifications of the things you said. Because now racist white folks are using the things that you said on TMZ and you said over here to justify the things that they believe with the Republican Party or Donald Trump or how black people should act, behave, and move through society. But you don't have to deal with that because you've got so much money, you've elevated out of that. But nigga, I got to go to work with Jim Bob. Right, like I went to well, go. Well, I, I think I think that's a that's a dynamic we need to discuss. So, if I had nine to ten billion dollars, he's closer to like sixty. He's he's rich as shit at yeah, this he, point. He's got it. Yeah, he's got it. But I mean, yep. if if I had, I mean, what was the initial report? It was about maybe nine to ten billion, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If I had that amount, probably leaning more towards a conservative point of view. Because I'm at that point able to vote individually. I think most black people who are above, you know, a certain tax bracket, they have to think about the collective. You vote the collective because you're going to be viewed as such. Mm-hmm. He's not being viewed as that. He's There's right. no skin color he's on pre- him anymore. He, right. looks, he looks like money. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's protecting his own financial interest. And I don't think Kanye, y'all watch Billions, right? I don't. I, know some, told me I, I haven't like watched the last two episodes. Y'all gotta finish billions, man. It's a really, really, really good show. And Succession it kinda, too. Su- I heard Succession. Billions writing is on steroids. It's fucking amazing. But I heard no, Succession sure. is the writing is better than Billions. It is. So I gotta HBO. check that shit out. I gotta check that shit out. But I heard. I mean, <laughs> so I was watching Billions, right? And these super uber rich billionaires and billions is trying to get more billions. That's pretty much the the mm-hmm. fucking premise of the show. The Southern District of New York is trying to find ways to crack down on financial crimes, but the billionaires are trying to just make more money. Mm-hmm. And there was this one guy who's a part of the billionaire class, and he was like, the other billionaires don't realize it's better to give your money away than to try to find tax loopholes because there's even more loopholes mm-hmm. in giving your money away. Mm-hmm. I don't think Kanye is rich enough to the point to where he realized there's more money in philanthropy and li- being a fucking quote-unquote pseudo-liberal versus being a conservative right now. Like, he still thinks like a nigga. Like, Kanye's still a nigga at heart. And mm-hmm. he's trying to look out for new A1. Yeah, he was trying to look out for A1. And, but doesn't that bring... Like, he wouldn't get on TV today... And say he would do it with Joe Biden. He wouldn't get on TV and say, 
you know, Donald Trump doesn't care about black people because Donald yeah. Trump is going to give him what he wants. And that's the shit I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you have. Well, can't can he see himself as Donald Trump in some in some capacity? Fucking maniac um, says whatever the first thing comes to mind. As he well, is a so. narcissist. Let's 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 not yeah. forget yeah, that. Flat that's fine. Well, I, I disagree. I disagree with that because the narcissism comes around with saying that he's the greatest of all time. Right. Yeah. Which. In my opinion, like, I go around all the time and say I'm the greatest artist in Baton Rouge. No, no. The right? narcissism goes even further. Remember the nigga said, in, well, you didn't listen all the way to the Mm-mm. interview. But in one part of the interview, he said, I put Drake, Jay-Z, Beyonce, Kim Kardashian. He's not lying. All in a text thread. And mm-hmm. I said, I make more money than y'all. Well, he also put all of them on. Jay-Z is the only one that has an argument for having something before. Or, but it wasn't no, 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 no. Jay-Z did not find that nigga. That's what I'm they, that's what they, they, they Dash Dash found did. him and signed him. Yeah. But even we didn't know <laughs> we didn't know about Jay-Z until like Jay-Z didn't pop up on my radar until 2000, 2001 with It's a Hard Not Life or whatever. No, like, we've been new. I didn't I didn't listen to rap like that. He wasn't that. a big Southern artist until he yeah. did that uh that high remix with uh Juvie and yeah. he got his his Southern cred. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, so it, but, and even the same thing, thing with Wayne, like up north, because I feel like wow, we wasn't gonna listen to nothing that Lil Wayne was putting until out. Until he did that shit with Until he did that shit with uh, with Wells. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and so I, I do think I mean Kanye put Drake on at the end of the day. He Kanye did. gave us Nikki. Kanye gave us Travis Scott. Kanye gave Kanye us Nicki. No, that was that was that was Wayne. I'm oh. sorry. I'm I'm going through the whole tree, right? So oh, got you, you got Kanye, you. you got Drake. Drake yeah. starts I, working I with Nicki. I agree with you though. I would agree with you on that. Only because Nicki killed everybody in that fucking monster verse. Oh, she did. She did. And she doesn't get that fucking nod without yet. I can't I can't give her I can't give him Nicki. I'm sorry. I, I mean, I won't say from the stardom and discovery, but I mean taking your star to the next level, you mm-hmm. outrap Jay-Z, Kanye West. I didn't know who Nicki was until until Monster. You know, because she was doing the gimmicky thing that uh, Lady Gaga did when she came yeah, out. You know, so cool. it just wasn't it wasn't for me. Like no, I knew she Nikki was from, rapping, rapping. Though. I remember her on mm-hmm. um, y'all remember Fight Club on MTV? Yeah, I remember her on Fight Club. Like she was on Fight Club one time, and that's the first time that I saw her. I was like, oh, that chick's good. Next time I see her, she's doing. Um, Super, Super bass. bass. That's Super the next bass, time I yeah. see her. And then superb ass. The moment, the moment that I really appreciated <laughs> Nikki. I know everyone hates this song because they hate Lil Wayne's verse. I think it's one of Lil Wayne's more clever, like popular verses. I really like Truffle Butter mainly because the beat's amazing. But she yeah. did Truffle Butter with Drake and Lil Wayne, and I, and Monster with Kanye. Those were the times where I was like, oh, this shit can actually rap because I had only seen the gimmicks before then. It wasn't until mm-hmm. Monster really that I was like. Pull up in a what is it? Pull up in a monster, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that shit was fantastic. And yeah, she went, she rolled. And then you, I mean, rolled. you look at him. Even you know, Cameron was way before him. You know, because Cameron had that great hit, "Say My." But the production, yeah, that was it. He gave us Twilib came up. Um, that's how I found out about Common. Was listening to you hold, know, on. College, right, hold on, hold on, okay, I'm sorry. College dropout. Okay, I'm sorry. Hold on, right, B I'm was Common's greatest album, bro. Right, listen, Don't listen, even try. Listen, listen. Except like Waterford we got to preface some of these points based upon region <laughs> because these niggas existed before Kanye. Like, I look, but you know, Common has a special connection to Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. He went to Southern. I no, no, he went there. to FAMU, but he spent a bunch of fucking time at Southern. He lied in that verse. He What's, lied in that you verse. You talking about uh, It's with, Your World? It went to school in Baton Rouge for, for a couple, couple of years. years. That was College a lie. College got down with a couple of beers, came back home. Yeah. Now I got to pay back loans. Same nigga, same block, same shit they own. Anyway, mm-hmm. but no, like, yo, Testify. Common. Yo, Common, Eastside 2, 82nd of Champlain. We know them. Shout out to the foes. But like, it's certain, it's certain things like, 
Kanye, listen, separate from the music, right? We're going to come back to the music. Kanye, and y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, in my opinion, him and Pharrell, I would say Kanye Moore, redeveloped the way black people view themselves in urban yes. America. Yes. I'm, I'm going to talk about fashion. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about how we how we look at cuisine and our, and, our, and our sense of fashion and a sense of how we view the world. Everything to do with culture and pushing it forward past the ignorant mind frame of like where we come from. Mm-hmm. He did that. I think we stopped being so, so into... Uh, like catching on the white people clothing, like bro. We was lines. wearing like I'm not gonna say we, but niggas was wearing like three XTs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He came Sean out Soulja with Boy. a with the nigga had foreign garments mm-hmm. way before it was cool. Before these Atlanta niggas got like six different brands on, and these niggas look goofies. But I'm not. <laughs> this is like. You gotta nope. admit though, Ye was still trolling us back then though. Why the fuck was this nigga wearing two polo shirts? What the fuck was wrong with him? <laughs> Bro, it was, he was I, I mean, my nigga was pushing the floor. I don't know what the fuck he was doing. I mean, he, fashion is definitely artistry. And I'm learning that. I, I never really understood fashion shows. It doesn't yeah. like, I was like, that looks fucking ridiculous. Why are you wearing that shit? But now I appreciate it more as like an artistic endeavor. And even in the way I dress, I've tried to be a little more uh, risk taking, right? Just do things differently. Like you saw the whole track suit that I was wearing. Um, what was that? At White Light Night, mm-hmm. you didn't see the overcoat that has no no um, sleeves on it. It's just like this coat that you wear, and I can just poke my hands out of some slits. Like just being a little more daring mm-hmm. in the shit that you wear and how you like package stuff together. Um, even going in meetings now, I don't wear dress shoes if I go in a meeting. If I got on a suit, Sneakers. huh? Sneakers, Sneakers always right that match yeah. the match the tie every time. Like mm-hmm. just to push things a little bit further and make people see. I also yeah, your only style way. is your brand. Exactly. Um, but I, I think with Kanye's situation, like it, he kind of, Kanye kind of let my, my sense of style to some degree for a, a black, a black actual celebrity. Then it was David Gandy, who was like the face of like Dolce Gabbana for mm-hmm. like 10 years. Um, then, you know, David Beckham and so on and so forth. But like, mm-hmm. if you look at Kanye's trajectory, he went from over the top to just basically minimal design. Dystopian, homeless, like right. homelessness, mm-hmm. right? Everybody, he everything he did looked homeless to me. But yep. I, but I, but but to to some degree, I think within fashion and his sense of politics, to some degree, to some, I know, I know, to to some degree, it's like he's making a statement about society. Although yeah. I don't agree with all of his takes, I feel like he I just, support the nigga. Mm-hmm. I just feel like yeah, you're a rich nigga that gets really high in his house and just says shit that sounds like a good idea, but then like when he sobers up, it's like, oh, that was poor people shit. Get that off me. Well, I love yeah. his, <laughs> I love his, yeah. I love yeah. his risk taking. Right, which you see me perform live. Mm. Um, I am a risk taker performing live. Like I do shit that just to see. What everyone what happened, what's yeah. gonna happen? Would you ever right? piss on somebody? On no, stage? I wouldn't. That shit's terrible, and I don't want to go to fucking jail. <laughs> did y'all um, see that? Lady? I did see that. What if what if she squirted on him? Would it piss and squirt are the same thing? Same thing doesn't really. Matter. I know, but it's yeah. Fuck, so I I appreciate like Prince said the best show that he ever saw. It wasn't Michael Jackson. It was Kanye it West. Was Kanye right, mm-hmm. uh, Kanye West's VH1 uh, storytellers. Ooh, shit! Fucking amazing. It's the greatest. A, it's, it's amazing. The greatest. I just you used ever to, seen that show? Oh my God. It's so good. You like, will cry watching it because 808's in heartbreak. Mm-hmm. And then he laid on the ground. 50, do I look gay now? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? 
you know, Fifty was trying to clown him because like they did that head to head thing. Yeah, it's yeah. like you know that nigga Kanye. I don't know that nigga kind of gay for all that singing. That nigga outsold him and then did the performance like he was laying on the ground and said, 50, do I look gay now? <laughs> that shit was, or when he was at his yeah. concert, we should have never let Michael Jordan play for the Wizards. Like, that shit yes. is, like, I love the like, risk taking of that. Yeah, has always been a fucking troll, though. Yeah. It's always shows. No, but I control. think that's really how that nigga feels. Though. Well, here's, here's the thing. Like, I don't think people realize how far Ye has pushed creative risk. Yes. People don't realize that. He did an entire show in a fucking mask. Do you know how brave that is mm. to not allow the audience to connect with you or see your eyes or even know if it's you or be able to emote anything? That shit is um, and they still were for it. And if he if he is a troll like I think he is, it probably wasn't even that nigga in the, I was just in about the to say performance-wise, probably, how many what percentage of the shows he did? Yeah, like I don't think it was him. He did about you know? 30%. Or even when he he burned down his childhood home. In the in the stadium on his um, but that wasn't his real. They they made a replica. Right, right, right. It wasn't his real house. It was was a replica. But like, no one else is doing that. You know, no one else is is taking risks like that. And I think that I I don't know. I just want. I I know it's so like trite to say, but I want old Kanye back. The one that I felt was on the Negro side. Now I think that he is on the side of money. I don't think he's on. I don't think he's on anybody's side but Kanye, which is where him and Trump actually align with me. Right. I don't think Trump believes anything he says. I don't no. think he has an idea in his body. I think that he is for whatever, whatever, whatever benefits is him. him for it. Yep. I, think sure. I will take the Kanye that just gives a fuck about music again. Like, I don't even mm. care if he cares about us anymore because, again, I don't think he ever really did. Like he said. Who is us? Like black people, black people as a collective, black people as a collective. I I won't. Eat, I don't give a fuck the about kid, that. the kid who went to Japan mm-hmm. for art school from nine to twelve years old. Mm-hmm. Who's that? I don't know the fuck. Yes, Kanye. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yes. don't care about niggas. I don't I, think he's I'm, ever I'm, cared. But, I'm, but, I'm, but, I'm, but, I'm, but what, I'm, what I'm saying. So like, if you listen, like track his life from like five to about like maybe twenty five. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He hasn't had a very Quintessential black experience. No, not at all. Right, right. His mom was, was a, doc- a professor, even a doctor, a doctor yeah. at yeah. the University of Chicago. Mm-hmm. His dad was a Panther who who's originally from Atlanta. He did, didn't really see that much, but whatever. Like, mm-hmm. bro, he he did. <laughs> and from a psychological I think, standpoint, I think he cares, but he cares more about himself. Oh yeah, and he cares about the collective. And, and I think part of that's part of his upbringing too, because he he got real vulnerable in that interview, and he talked about how. He really regretted the fact that his dad didn't fight enough for his his family. He felt that his dad didn't fight enough for his family and shit. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. when he was thirteen, yeah, he really technically should be an Atlanta nigga because he moved to Chicago at the age of thirteen. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. No, he didn't. That's when him and his mom divorced, and them niggas was Folks, living they did in not, Atlanta. It's not true. It's not true. We're gonna deal with this shit for facts. All right, look, I know it makes you feel good. Let's deal with the facts of the matter. That's what he said in the interview. Nigga, they went two different ways. You got to listen to the original when he was talking about that shit when he was in the studio. No ID. He was born in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. They went back to Chicago mm-hmm. because his mother was still working at the University of Chicago. The father moved back maybe six months after that. They stayed in Chicago until then. They got into it. He wanted to live with his father for like maybe a year or two. How old was he then? 11 or 12. When the shit, when the shit just fucking 
ended horribly. Mm-hmm. He left his father and moved back to Chicago. He not from Atlanta, bro. No, no, I'm not saying he's from Atlanta at all. Oh, I mean, okay, where cool. you where you spend the majority of your? I don't even believe in that adolescence bullshit. Because if mean? anybody asks the majority me, of time where you where you live at, that's where you. From. That's where you from. Mm-hmm. I am from Baton Rouge. I have spent yeah. the majority of my life here. I am a Baton yeah. Rougean. I, I jig. I Boosie is my favorite. Yeah. Careful, careful. Yes, I, I don't know. I'm lying. Yeah. But Boosie your favorite saying, rapper, my nigga? No, not at all, niggas. Oh, That's always gonna be J Electronica, nigga. Shout out to the five percenters, bro. We getting at the white devil, nigga. Yo, them niggas, them niggas <laughs> trying tweakers. to kill Satan, nigga. Yo, them niggas is tweakers. Jokes. It'd be a lot of 5%ers who crackheads on the low. But anyway, that's a whole other topic. Yeah, a lot of Christians You're are crackheads too. You're not offend my religion, I'm, bro. Bro, you don't have a religion. Your religion is self. Let's stop playing that Technically, shit, Technically, yeah. I'm trying to find a new one to start <laughs> next month. Yeah, this nigga's tweaking, bro. <laughs> Anything like, that won't <laughs> allow me to buy Christmas gifts because I'm broke this year. This Jesus. Anyway, I think Kanye, Kanye gets the credit he deserves. Yeah. He's also an asshole. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and he Which also... He also needs to, we need to stop relying on him to be like you know the voice. I mean, it's just kind of like that Candace Owens shit, right? Like, you they get should to fuck. Say, <laughs> you get to say nah, what you want and then retreat should. into your privileged lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And we have to deal with the ramifications of everything that, well, Candace Owens says, fuck Candace Owens right mm-hmm. in her dusty twat. Fuck her. I don't want any, I don't want to hear mm-hmm. anything about her. They I don't want to hear. Pussy stinks. Yeah, it, it has mm-hmm. to, honestly. Like, I don't want to hear anything. The same way that pe- white people quote Kanye West is the same energy I get when white people quote, you know, any of these uh, Herman Cain's, any of these Ben Carson's, mm-hmm. Candace Owens, all of that. And that's the level that he occupies for me. It's literally like he used to be when Dave Chappelle wasn't like who Dave Chappelle is yet in that 04 to 07 range, yeah. Kanye West was our date. We waited for Kanye to say shit, yep. to know how to feel, and because we thought he would explain it to us. And now what's the response when Kanye says something? I wish this nigga would just shut the fuck up. For like, real? I wish he would just go to his house in Paris and just like chill and shit. Like you're really making it harder. Like that's the issue that I have with mm. Kanye. You have completely flipped on who you were and who you represented the more money you got when the real ones, right? Like you say, he maybe he just hasn't realized that neoliberalism is better than conservatism when it comes to saving your money mm-hmm. and being liked, which I also think he has a, he gets off on not being liked, which is fine. I'm the same way. I love it when people don't like me because that means that you won't, you won't talk to me. You won't ask me for anything. You won't do anything. The problem is I, ain't, I don't have four and a possible all-time hip-hop classic albums. But like, I think he gets off on being unlikable mm-hmm. as a person, but the product that he provides and the he wants it to be loved, mm-hmm. like because you can't deny. Mm-hmm. At, I mean, at a certain point, he's a lovable he, asshole. I mean, at, yeah, at like the height of his career, he's like an anal bead. I mean, even when he did that thing with Taylor Swift, I was like, <laughs> that was terrible. I just got on, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm. <laughs> Yo, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Yo. <laughs> oh, we got to wrap up Yay, bro. I hate oh, the fact that all shit. three of us are like super Yay fans. Yeah. And you can tell. Because, nigga, yeah. that's like the longest we've talked that about. That was like any 40 topic, minutes. Bro. That was like 40 minutes. <laughs> we got to transition. Let's talk about, let's talk, let's transition to a Yay protege and talk about Travis Scott. Uh, last time I checked, it was either nine or ten people had died. At his, it was nine. Mm-hmm. I know a little a little ten year old boy uh, died. Yeah. Um, a couple weeks ago, I think was the last person. Um, Ooh, can we pause right there? Yeah. 
Dexter, let's be real, bro. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck was a 10-year-old at a Travis Scott concert? It was, all, it was all ages. They said it was all ages. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to clear that up. I so the first thing, we gotta, first thing we got to talk about, because I started some shit on Facebook with this. Mm-hmm. Somebody mentioned to me that black folks don't listen to Travis Scott. And I had to sit back and think. I was like, you know what? Not once have I passed the aux to a homeboy or like talked to a hip-hop head and they've been like, hey, you heard that new Travis Scott yet? I've listened mm. to songs, but I've the only songs that I have by Travis Scott on my iPod are because the feature is one of my favorite artists. So like Goosebumps with Kendrick Lamar. Mm. And then he's got um, Fair Trade with Drake off a of Certified Lover Boy. Yeah. And then my favorite, Sicko Mode with Drake, because y'all know I'm a huge Drake fan. Um, Sicko yeah. Mode with Drake on there as well. That's the only three Travis Scott songs that I have on my iPod. And I was like, I don't think niggas listen to him. And then I went and looked at the, um, I know I'm about to throw it over to you too. I got to go to the fridge to get this, uh, get that other Dr. Pepper up out of there real quick. But, you know, um, looking at the crowd, I was like, that is a lot of Beckys and Brads in that crowd. I think that situation is because kind of like what Andre 3000 said, like, Mm. you know, once you reach a certain level of success, you don't really start to see people that look like you. Mm. And Travis Scott is very similar to me. And y'all going to be like, where the fuck is he going with this? You know what Travis Scott reminds me of? Mm. Because of his development? Mm. Her. Travis Scott and her come from a similar tree of artist development in which they were allowed to kind of do their own mixtape thing. Mm-hmm. But as far as artist development, they had a lot of people around them that were going to mold them to the artists that they were going to be. Because we got to say, Astroworld kind of came out of nowhere. We can all individually go down the uh, playlist, even though we don't think of niggas that listen to Astroworld now. But like we all know probably like three or four songs from Astroworld that we just really like. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he was the one of those artists that was on the took that like went through yeah. artist development. Him and her are only the two artists that I can think of that have been through like a true artist <laughs> development program. So I know niggas that like him, but it just feels like he came out of nowhere overnight, almost like an industry. He's actually situation. 30 years old. I didn't realize he was that old. I yeah, thought he was maybe 22, 25, artist, somewhere artist like development, that. Man. Well, well, I, sh- I, don't, I yeah. wouldn't compare him to her. Her is an industry plant. And the more and more... <laughs> damn. Yeah, damn uh, I, I think about it. What has she done She's nominated for eight she Grammys plays this year. Like eight fucking instruments. That's not, name me fucking time. Name Literally. me what she's done. She's been nominated for like twenty something Grammys. Bro, listen. All I know is she posted a silhouette on her. Uh, oh, her, she fine. Her, her EP album. She fine. That ass was fat as fuck. She fine. She's beautiful <laughs> and she can you know sing. I'm, I'm not mad I at think, it. God, I'm damn. saying that. I think she she has a lot of. Um, she's been in the industry since she's like twelve, mm-hmm. and people don't realize how old do you think her is. She's twenty three. I know how old she she's is. She's twenty three. Yeah, like yeah. she's been in the industry since she was twelve. It's like Seven Streeter, bro. Right. Well, I mean, so like, has Jasmine Sullivan. Right. So has. Um, Kalani, right? Actually, Kalani and um, Kalani just not likable, bro. I don't know nah, anything about she, her. She dated, uh, she dated Kyrie Irving, so that's a knock yeah, against you already. And, and, and she, and she did it YG too, so it's like, yeah, and then she like, what girls is your palette? Like, I'm, you know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to figure out, like, what you went the from fuck, bitch? flat earth to nigga that wear penny loafers. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, this, this nigga wearing penny loafers <laughs> and dickies with white socks. That's hood fashion I, in California. I'm like, yo, like I fuck with YG. I fuck with the trees, but this is like, what are you doing, shorty? Like, so I, I, I don't think that that's a fair comparison. I think that Travis Scott, he makes rage music. And, and I don't think that this, what happened at that festival is his fault. You know, you've seen me perform now. Mm-hmm. You've seen me perform. I'm very interactive with the crowd. I tried to be there, but it's because of where we were that I couldn't get any reaction. Um, you got people on a string. You can get them to do whatever you want them to do. If 
if you're good enough and they connect with you, right? So I'm I think the, all of this podcast, I just want y'all to know, because as soon as you said you can make people do whatever they want, it's like you couldn't make people just start sucking dick in the crowd. <laughs> only hey, the baby can. The ba- do I was about that. to say the baby could get that done real quick, <laughs> but he only lets um, gays do it. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that it's what I will say is that he he had created a culture, right? Like right. people have tried to rage at my shows because I do Rage Against the Machine and I do a metal song in my set, right? Mm. And I will shut that shit down immediately. I'm, I'm a hip hop artist. Don't do that, right? Even at the show that uh, I did a couple of weeks ago, they started to mosh at it, and I went in the middle of the mosh and was like, eh, none of that, none of that Travis Scott shit here, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's not a culture that I yeah. personally agree, not necessarily agree with, but that I want to perpetuate. I got kicked in the face once. I had a fight at a metal show, actually, because dude was like, I went to this show, and my homeboy's like, you're going to love it. It's going to be amazing. And he started doing like these, these over-the-hip over flip kick things, and mm-hmm. I was like, this, it was a nigga too. I was like, this nigga is crazy. Mm-hmm. It was like, Yo. it was like 2008 when alternative niggas wasn't on the uprising. Yeah, hold on, wait. <laughs> like the alternative niggas who were nothing but anime button up. Yeah, and he shirts. had, he already, he yeah, had the like the septum p- ring. pants that do this at the lake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the stretchy ones, like the uh, goth, like extra goth niggas. Mm-hmm. Them niggas is like, uh, like why do you like need so many fucking pockets, nigga? It was, it was all of that. Like, and he was Renates. doing these. <laughs> <laughs> and that nigga, he did a like roundhouse kick and fucking got me straight in the face and I ran shout after that nigga. that nigga shout out to uh, shout out to Kenny McGee who like came in and grabbed me and pulled me out we don't speak no more because that nigga a bitch but shout out to you um, Damn, he bro, pulled bitch me ass out nigga, Kenny. oh I thought you didn't have ops nigga I don't hey. I don't we just said it's a very serious term you know um, he pulled me out of it and was like no 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 that's what you do like when you had a metal show right yeah. and so then I went upstairs they had a little upstairs balcony and I started seeing niggas like just blindly swinging everywhere and just like kicking. Niggas. I was like, push the nigga off the balcony. The <laughs> yo, what yo, you this? could, yo, you should take a nigga that you really don't like that you want to like really off to a, to that one of them bitches. And they end up dead. And <laughs> like it ain't gonna be nothing. My problem, my problem with him and Playboy Cardi, Cardi at this point is yo, like, fuck with Cardi. Don't don't do that. I don't Cardi, like Cardi. Don't Cardi has ruined music. every song that I like that he was on. Every single one. Why does Solange like this nigga? So I don't know. I tried I to fuck listen with Cardi, bro. I, I tried like, to listen. I like him on Solange records, but he's nah. just so weird. I tried to listen a whole lot of Red. That shit was trash. It was awful. I'm not gonna lie. Garbage. I'm not gonna lie. Too that much album, baby voice. That album was like hard listen. It's a hard listen. All <laughs> so that baby voice shit, nigga. Fuck. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, mm, I was like, this is my nigga. As soon as I played, I was like, mm, this maybe ain't two, it. maybe yeah. two or three. Maybe two or three. It's like 19 <laughs> fucking songs, bro. What the fuck were you doing? But there are people like Josiah, who I love. Josiah uh, out of Detroit. Yeah. Aggressive, yeah. like loud in your face. Love it. Scarsland, also metal rock type What's of dude. What's dude? Danny, um, he from Detroit too. Oh, he fuck with uh, Schoolboy Q. Danny Brown. That's Danny what I was going to say. Danny Brown, mm-hmm. yeah. I fuck with Danny, Danny Brown. I'm with it. Denzel Curry, I'm yeah. with it, right? I'm with all of that. But the difference is... Travis Scott, I mean, have y'all heard the story about him leaving his um his manager who was having a seizure in a basement? No, y'all ain't heard no. that? Um, dude was on got on TikTok. Somebody bought it up on Twitter, and then the manager went back and like posted a TikTok about it. He was like, Yeah, that was me in 2013. I had a seizure when we were downstairs in a in a studio, and Travis just like left me. Like I woke up from the seizure, nobody was there, all the cars were gone and shit. You know, like he was just like <laughs> He was he gone. Dies, he dies. Yeah, like, that's the shit. And my, think nigga, about, my nigga looked at him and said, "I'm out. This is too much for me." And he encourages people to to rage, which is why I kept saying, "I don't understand Travis Scott." Like I never understood the hype behind yeah. Travis Scott. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. His mixtapes are good though. Like 
I don't like any of his fucking albums, but if I'm, I'm, I'll give y'all an option. Listen to Days Before Rodeo, the mixtape. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's, it's probably going to be on YouTube or like whatever, live mixtapes, whatever. Listen to that, and then we'll come back to this, and you tell me if you feel like that was a good project. I, or not. I tried. I even tried I, watching his. Um, he did a documentary on, on Netflix. I tried no, watching Hulu it. Was on Hulu, well, right. it was on Netflix at first. I tried watching it to understand because you know, School of Kanye. He's supposedly has this great production, you know, ability, and I was like, his beats. The, yeah, well, I mean, I his, mean like, his beats his drums, are good, but he comes drums. from the school of rap of Ti. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. Grand, he's a grand hustle. I mean, I love, I love Ti, so that makes sense. Um, and so I was like, I'll watch this, I'll watch this, you know, documentary. Maybe I can connect with him if I get to know him a little bit better through this. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck is this? Like, I just watched him, him walk around Houston talking about Astro World and meeting the mayor at a show and putting a roller coaster in a show. Like, it was interesting, but I was like, this does it not was make very, me. It was industry planning. Yeah. I was very like, I don't, planning. I don't, I don't get it. And so when all of this happened, the one thing I said was like, while this particular thing, isn't Travis's fault, right? This particular thing, I can't put it all on his shoulders because Live Nation has been getting away with some bullshit for a while too. What I can say is that his past actions and the way that he has told the crowd to act at his shows, this was possible, if not probably going to happen at some point. And to that, he owns the burden of responsibility. Now, should he be sued for that? At the end of the day, my nigga ain't telling him to rush the stage or crush anybody, right? He ain't telling him. He did tell him to break over. Yeah, he did tell him to break through the fences and all that because he ain't give a fuck. Well, he he did say if if you're like a rage, one of his rages, if you're not getting injured, it's no one gets hurt. And I was just about to bring that shit up too. But like, you know, but like, you know what you're looking forward to when you get like a Travis, Mm -hmm. you know, festival concert. I think though, like once you realize how long Travis has been out and how many times we've heard Travis and didn't know it was Travis, like take it back. Y'all remember Cruel Summer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That uh, that Yay project when yeah. he's putting out pretty much all the good art, uh, good music artists, and all the artists affiliated. He mm-hmm. featured Travis Scott like maybe four or five times throughout that album. Mm-hmm. And Travis was rapping. He wasn't like doing the shit that he's doing with auto tune and singing and all of that shit. Like now he's more of like a student of future. But like I feel like. He had to find a sound. He had to find a lane, and he wants mm-hmm. to be known as that. Like he got in trouble in Arkansas for one of his live shows because um, people were passing out. He was charged with like inciting a riot mm-hmm. and shit. And then it also brings up this point of like, can you hold an artist accountable for what they say in their music when it comes to certain things? Like, no, that's uh, first of all, I'm writing up. That's what my papers no, socially, on, actually. socially, socially. I won't okay. say like criminally charged them, but like, like you just said, he said it in the song. And if it ain't a ain't no injuries in the mosh pit, if it ain't no injuries, it ain't no mosh pit. Right. So even talks about I got him staged over, stage diving off the nosebleeds. Like, I remember that, yeah. And he also talks about how many drugs people do at his show. Mm-hmm. Like, so socially, you know what you're getting into going to these shows, but it's so many fucking kids going. It's not niggas in his age group fucking mm-hmm. with him. Like, nobody my age is like, yo. I don't think niggas know that he's 30. Nah, yes, I thought that he was I young. I think people think that he's in that fucking age yeah. group. Yeah. When I found that out, first of all, then the Kylie Jenner situation became extremely creepy to me because I started doing math in my head and I was like, well, hold on. If he 30, Stormy 4, she 20. I was like, oh, damn. He was really like... That nigga got yeah, he was yeah. on her birthday. Yeah, I was uh, like... Oh, he God was damn. like, you're prime. Because yeah. <laughs> like, she's like 22 now, I think. Yeah, so she would have been eight, if 17, maybe 18, early 18 for sure when yeah, she got pregnant. We, yeah, but we knew that already. We I knew. didn't because I thought that he was the same age, right? I didn't realize that he's 30 
She's 22. No, I knew that nigga right? was like maybe 25. When he went I didn't know. Well, he would have been 27. Yo, 26. hold on. Tiger was fucking with that before. Yep. yep. Tiger's my age. Remember Ye said that shit in the Breakfast Club interview? He slipped and said, oh yeah, Tiger got that thing early. <laughs> and everybody's like, what you mean, Ye? And then he just stopped talking. Like, yo, Tiger got in there as soon as she made 18. Yeah. And as soon as she made 18, Travis Scott was like, all right, let me get in there too. So he's just he's he's culpable. That's an ugly nigga. He is. He's not attractive. His Nardawar interview is great though. Mm-hmm. Belts. How do you keep your pants up? Belts. Belts. <laughs> that shit was great. Uh, but he he's culpable. I wouldn't say he's responsible. What do you think, Chris? I'm gonna why y'all about to hear me walk away from the table because I'm not stopping this, and you're gonna hear a coke open, and then let's get a little more drunk. So you know, yeah, I'm, as you I'm, are. A, I'm a bit litty. Um, yeah, the middle of my face is warm. No, nah, everything. Not as warm as the cum that hit Dexter's face, but still warm. That was unnecessary <laughs> on like six levels. <laughs> Yo, pause. <laughs> what the fuck? But no, like Travis. Tra- I mean, you know, I think it's equal parts him and the actual live live nation because yeah. I mean they probably. I mean, from the records that I saw, maybe seven hundred actual security law enforcement that were actually there to. To control like the actual crowd, it's not enough. Mm-hmm. I think how many people were there? Like maybe ten thousand people. It was only supposed to be. I think it was only supposed to be ten thousand. It was more like fifteen. Mm-hmm. Right. So they it said was, they it was were woefully unprepared yeah, he, to handle it. Yeah. That's where the extra numbers came from when they pushed down that fence and came through the back end. Mm-hmm. He told them to do it from the state. Well, then he's culpable. I'm sorry. Yeah. Some of that responsibility I, has to rest upon him. I mean, financially, it's an issue, but. My only problem with the whole thing where I get to the point to where it's like, all right, nigga, you know what's up, bro. Like, just like we have analytics to our podcast that we check out regularly. I send the shit out. I know I can tell you the age group of you niggas that listen to us. We love y'all, too, because y'all are our age. Y'all fuck with us at our age level. But just like we have access to that shit, you know what I'm saying? Like... Those artists have access to that shit too. That's why a motherfucker will do a show in Houston and in New Orleans and bypass Baton Rouge because the analytics say don't go to Baton Rouge. You will have an issue with ticket sales. So you know the age group of the people that's fucking with your music. You know what pre-sales look like. You know what day of sales look like. So at what point in time do you not realize, hey, my crowd is a younger crowd. I'm only 30 years old, which isn't old by any means, but I'm a younger, older guy. And I know it's only like 15 to 20 year olds that fuck with my music enough to like really spend their disposable income. Man, listen. Like he's, part, he's responsible for that, for, for inciting the if riot. If he's piece. not a billionaire, he's somewhat close to it, considering what he's worth and what Kylie's worth. As well, mm-hmm. I mean, considering all that shit, at the same time, those lawsuits are going to be hitting, and someone's going to be paying for it. They got insurance. The insurance Live Nation has insurance. Them niggas even tried to loop Drake into this shit. Mm-hmm. Drake don't have these problems because niggas our age go to Drake concerts. Mm-hmm. Children go too, but they can only afford to sit in the nosebleeds. <laughs> like, <laughs> did y'all see that tweet that uh, <laughs> when when Travis put out that fucking apology? I did. It was like it was like he said it's like when when like you know you lying. But you mm-hmm. gotta get the shit out anyway. Like that nigga knew like, he, he didn't mean half that I shit, bro. I cheated on my girl. I meant you know to cheat, saying? but like, God he did damn, that shit. like you know what I'm saying. Like the ass was fat. 
She was throwing it back. I had to. Like, what you mean? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, bro. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, guys, that what you guys fuck? murdered each other. Like, come on, Travis, man. Nobody, you, nobody believe that. So you believe he's responsible. You believe he's partially. I just partially, be, and I just believe that shit because of access to analytics, bro. It's not like the fucking nineties or the eighties to where like if you really wanted like real marketing information, like mm-hmm. someone like had in to do data research. science had to do the research. Mm-hmm. You can literally like pull up a simplified graph that says eighteen to eighteen to twenty two year olds go to my show. I can see that the average ticket cost is this. I can see the average listener listens for this long. Yeah. I can see that I have a track record of fucking uh, inciting riots at my other concerts. You know these people are young and, which, like you said, culpable. So, yeah, nigga, this shit is kind of on you, nigga. Like, you supposed to control the crowds. If you're a good artist, you can control your crowds. Yeah. And plus, Travis Scott has went through artist development. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's who's an example of somebody who we all think should summer Walker, right? Mm-hmm. Summer Walker is a trash live performer from what she did before she dropped this most recent project. Right. Everybody knows her as being a trash live performer because she didn't go through any artist development. Coyle Ray. Coyle Ray too. Mm-hmm. But Travis Scott has that. He has that grooming. He has that preparation. He knows how to handle a crowd. This fuck up is on him. So, I mean, he got insurance that's going to cover it. I'm not saying he need to go to jail, but Fiscally, he needs to take some bit of responsibility. Well, and also he needs to change his approach to shows. If he goes back out there and still encourages people to do this it's after, you know, after what's happened, he canceled gonna, a lot of his shows. But that's a part of his brand at the same time. Yeah, he's going to have to drop a project and rebrand because. Mm-hmm. Nigga, nine people died at your show. One, like, of, the, one of them was ten years old, it. and he was crushed to death, but from standing on his father's shoulders. Like, how the fuck? How does dad come back from that? How does a family come back from that? That was the last kid who died. He was number nine or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the, he was on his dad's shoulders. The crowd rushed forward. He fell, got crushed and trampled. Like, that shit is terrifying. Like, how do you let that happen mm-hmm. at your show? And you've seen artists like, you've seen Justin Bieber shut down shows before. I don't know if y'all remember that. Justin Bieber shut down a show, middle singing, if you like the way you look that much or whatever. He was like, whoa, 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 stop from the stage. He was like, because y'all are crushing the people on the front row. You all need to back the fuck back up. the fuck. Up. Yeah, you all need to back up. He's like, I'm not saying another word until y'all back up. You can see that if you are not blinded by the idea that your but shows 15, have to 000, be. But 15,000 people. Yeah. I mean, I hate to say that, bro. But like niggas do bigger numbers than that. If you oh, think yeah. about what J. Cole Actually, did. I think it was more than that. I think it was. It's probably twenty. Let me look that shit up while we talk. Well, it, it's not hard, right? If they train you to do this, or people train you to do this, or you learn it. On the count of three, everybody's going to take one step back. One, two, yeah, three. but like, if, but like, if he's pushing for like people to rage, that's the problem. It's a mosh pit. And that's shit. the problem. You don't. How, you, you you have no barometer as to like how you don't have how a frame of reference going too far. Right? You don't have a frame of reference to understand like people yeah. are hurting. Twenty thousand. Yeah, twenty thousand people. But it wasn't supposed to be that many. Right, so believe. it was over. It was over. No, capacity. that was the maximum capacity. The maximum capacity was twenty five thousand, and he had mm. twenty. I mean, the maximum capacity was fifty thousand. I mean, twenty thousand. Oh shit! The maximum capacity was twenty thousand, but it's showing Live Nation event scheduled a fifty thousand person event at a venue that had a max capacity of twenty thousand. Fuck. So yeah, but Live Nation's been getting away with that for years, and so. It's about time that they face some repercussions of that. Um, 
It's about time. I'm not going to front on it. Well, mm-hmm. you guys have a blast. I'm going to take a uh, piss break. Okay. <laughs> we'll take a pause right there. Back. <laughs> Give me that shit back. It's mine. <laughs> what were you? What? <laughs> I'm fucked up. I'm fucked up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel what? slow as a bitch. Nigga said, can we get the audio from the phone? Roll to the computer. Nigga, <laughs> what? Is that my Bluetooth? Like, what you mean, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, we a little drunk. Oh, shit. Wait, we yeah, recording we, again? Yeah, we been recording. Oh, my God. Oh, fuck. <laughs> we a little what was you trying to ask me, bro? <laughs> Can I play if I play a, if I play an audio track or a song from my phone? Mm-hmm. Can it come through through the actual? I mean, if you play it in the microphone, yeah. God damn it! But if you send it to me, I can like drop it in if you want me to. What song is it? Well, it's a song I've been listening to. Oh, this past. nigga doing music now. God damn it! We all over the place. Speaking of music, you got to see me perform for the first time. What did you think? That was entertaining, bro. I gotta yeah, say. I have seen a lot of performances. If you guys don't know, I used to make music as well. Mm-hmm. and They called I, him Prashad the two-stepper. No, they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't. They called. I used the Wu-Tang name generator for every project I ever dropped. So it was, it's hard to find my music. It's all under different names. <laughs> <laughs> but I got to say, I've seen a lot of professional performances. I've seen a lot of like mid-level performances. I've seen a lot of entry-level performances. I got to say, you approached your show like a true fucking professional. Like always, it was from a, from a sound sample. We were out in the fucking cold. It was like thirty something degrees that night. So outside of me fucking moving every two seconds to stay warm, like just from an audio experience, it was very pleasant. It was very pleasant. Like homie knew how to actually incorporate like effects and shit and make it work. And then your set had like music from different genres and shit. You even had them white folks doing the head banging shit. I was like, okay. <laughs> And so one, okay. of, one of the things I love That was the first time Michael Armstead Shout out to Michael Armstead Saw me perform Like a performer set We've been on shows together But both times mm-hmm. He was late And so he didn't get to see me And, mm-hmm. and for those of you who don't know Michael Armstead's probably Probably the biggest Hip hop artist in Baton Rouge As far as commercially successful mm-hmm. He's the biggest name That you probably don't know uh, But He opened up for J Elect He did He yep. opened up for J Electronica Back in the day um, He's become a really good friend Which is nice and also a really good competitor because I love to fucking compete and shit, period. I'm very competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing he said after my set, I was like, so what'd you think? He was like, man, it's very experimental. And I looked at him and I was like, he was like, I hope no one understands what you're trying to do with your set. I was like, nigga, me too. We Kanye fans are extremely like out there and wild with our mm-hmm. shit. I was like, I love the fact that no one understand can wrap your mind around exactly like every time somebody sees they were like i didn't know what to expect next which is what's cool because that's why the crowd was so big when i was performing is because compared to the other artists because Mm -hmm. what keeps you around is what this nigga gonna do next this nigga went from an original which went straight into mixing the beat to go into red bone which went back into an original which went into a metal song which went into a reggae song like it it's it keeps Mm -hmm. people around right and so I love I love that fact. Um, hmm. Also, I got shows coming up. So if y'all want to come, matter of fact, um, you plug your shit. Yeah, I'm gonna plug my shit. Mm-hmm. Let's see, December fourth, I am at Babylon in Metairie. So folks in New Orleans, come out and check me out at like seven or eight. I don't know what that is. Uh, and then the fifth, I'm back in Baton Rouge at Yes We Cannibal across from Red Six Social in Baton Rouge. But the one I really, really, really need y'all to come out 
February 19th. I am curating an entire festival nice. for North Baton Rouge. I'm putting together all the talent, all the tents, all of that shit. I need y'all to come out for that. And you can go to the Mardi Gras parade we'll before um, and then come That's straight there. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be great. So That's that'll be, be me great. and me and Michael Armstead. I think we're going to do that one. And I'm looking for other artists, too. So if you want to perform and you think you're good enough, send us send me an email. Send and, us an email or hop in the, the inbox. Yeah. Hop mm-hmm. in the inbox. Um, I was <laughs> actually thinking about trying to do a live recording of the podcast while we out there. It had to be completely clean, and we'd have to like rebrand, which we were gonna do anyway. Um, so when you say clean, I can't say cunt, nigga, bitch, or the f word. Correct. All of those are off limits. Let's think of this like a Wiggles concert. Okay, that's what we're going. Yo, Gabba Gabba. Maybe a little bit of Blues Clues. That's what we got to do. Blues Clues threw a lot of sexually suggestive stuff out there with them drawings. The nigga drew titties one time, and I was like, well. <laughs> I was, like, strangely aroused. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh. <laughs> Y'all remember how Steve made us all cry, like, six weeks ago mm-hmm. when he came on? Like, I love to pretend that I'm, like, emotionalist and dead inside, which 90% of the time I'm I glad am. you acknowledge yeah. it. Yeah, like, like, we all know, my nigga. Like, mm-hmm. stop it. Like, I am. Nigga, so I hate love. What the fuck, uh, bro? Like, you never wanted a hug from your mom? Like, what the uh, fuck? First of all. We've been waiting to get this off. <laughs> like, come on, bro. We've been thinking this shit for a long time. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, y'all come y'all come check me out. I was happy you were able to make it because, you know, I love when people support. When people yeah, support. So when I make it, you know, I can pretend. I'm not going to pretend not to know you when I run into you on the street. You know what I'm saying? This on, nigga, the, on the street. I, this bro, nigga. look, this is my thoughts on making it. I know I won't make it entertainment wise, except for this podcast. We're gonna blow up, be real big. Every mm-hmm. fan's gonna give us a thousand dollars and shit. <laughs> yes. But if I ever hit the lotto, like people that I fuck with on a daily basis, like if I get like, let's say I want a five hundred million dollar lotto, mm-hmm. and you know, of course, taxes is gonna take fifty percent of it. If I get two hundred and fifty yeah. million dollars, everybody I consider to be a friend is getting a fucking million dollars. Yeah. Now if we're not friends, I'm gonna fucking embarrass you. <laughs> Like call the camera crew WAFB Get this on live I don't know this nigga I don't know him He wants a meal Fuck you guy Everybody I know Is getting a meal. I, I think that's what's Interesting about like Our generation Compared to Older generations yeah. Like we really Look out for each other Older generations Are like A1 day one Unless it's toxic Family members Which I don't understand Like that's the first People I could Like toxic family You gotta go Toxic friends Why would I be friends With you you know also, I'm rambling because I'm a little drunk now. Everyone, yeah, we're all drunk. How much? Man. How much? Is, we we started off with a full bottle of Crown. Where we at now? Eh, we about we ain't a, killed it. Yeah, but we, about we, a third empty. And yes. this the it's the seven. Uh, what is it? The fifth of Crown. So we didn't oh, drink man, a lot. We didn't had a whole fucking. Bo- we are at the bottom third of the wine. The though. prosecco. Yeah, yeah. I'm about drink. to be done with my my Crown. And you're going to give me another refill. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so we did have some trials go on um, in the last few weeks. We had the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, and we had mm, the Ahmad bitch. Aubrey um, trial. Chris, what you thought about the Rittenhouse trial from from Jump? Did you pay attention to it a lot? I did. <clears throat> um, you know, in, in all honesty, when I, when I looked at the actual video, my first take in the video, I didn't find any fault in what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, <clears throat> if you take it in that context, he wasn't at fault. Right. Right. Because so like I th- I think facts are very important when we're talking about trials. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of times black people tend to deal with their emotions. But in this instance, so like first time watching, I'm like, all right, cool. So he was um Yes, he he, he showed up to a, an actual public event in a, a protest with an AR rifle. Mm-hmm. Pretending to be is. a medic. Yes. So like there there are a ton of things we can take a look at, we can dissect. So one, he lied about being 
being employed within within the was it the medical of, field the medical field mm-hmm. within that actual fire department, which he wasn't. Mm-hmm. Secondly, he said um, he used to drive in that area all the time when he's originally from Illinois, which mm-hmm. that's illegal because he was 17. Mm-hmm. He had to have a license to drive there. Mm-hmm. He would drive by himself. That's another one. So, I mean, like, if we're looking at all these instances, he's kind of made some really poor decisions. Now, I think if we understand the basis of how do we qualify what is a good shoot and what's a bad shoot, was it an imminent threat or was it an immediate threat? I think most citizens, most people don't know the difference. So he was running away. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, he shot two people. Then he decided to flee. Mm-hmm. And the people who were actually chasing him, he got into a tussle. Certain things ensued. He ended up shooting at a third person at that point. He ran past the police with latex gloves and AR, <laughs> six in his barrel, <laughs> AR, ran back to Illinois <laughs> and then gave himself to the police. So, I mean, I don't know where we can start with this shit, but it was just problematic across the board. I mean, my biggest my biggest issue is this, like, the initial lawyer's claim, and I really feel like race does play a major part in this shit, right? Because let it would have yeah. been my black ass, my mm-hmm. black 17-year-old ass, uh, running out here with the fucking AR. Well, we have an example of that. Tamir Rice. And it wasn't even a real gun. And it was a toy. Right, he was, was sitting down in the fucking playground. He immediately had his fucking head blown off, mm-hmm. right? Well, yeah. So, because they always view us as, as much more older mm-hmm. than we actually It are. was crazy. Just to kind of piggyback off of that shit. White people really don't know how to discern the difference between uh, children and black adults. Like, mm-hmm. I'm in... I'm go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm in this Facebook group for my neighborhood, mm-hmm. and my wife and I. Were, Springs, huh? Mm-hmm. I was real, <laughs> and it's for our specific subdivision, right? Huh. I, my wife and I were really disturbed on Thanksgiving Day when they posted this picture of this black child and said, "Does anybody know this child? Or uh, this juvenile? They didn't even say child. They say, "Does anybody know this juvenile?" I was fucking half asleep. I was drinking the night before and shit, mm-hmm. but I saw my wife posted why, and I saw a lot of other of our black neighbors posted why. And the lady was like, I won't disclose the reason why, but we need some assistance in finding this child. I said, and my wife was like, well, no, I'm sorry. Since you can't tell us why you're looking for a fucking child, I'm not going to help you find a child. You need to be looking for their parents in the first place. Mm -hmm. And then another person posted, like, looking at the looks of this person, they're probably not even a child. This is probably an adult. This was obviously a fucking, like, 12, maybe Mm 13-year-old kid. And I'm like... How do you not be able to discern the difference between a black adult and a black child? I really think white people have issues with that shit. They do. There was actually a study done. um, It's a little antiquated now from the last time I read it, which was maybe 2014 or 2013, where um, someone asked white people, what age do you find? They showed them pictures and asked them, you know, what age do you find the black child threatening, the black male threatening, Mm -hmm. and then the black female promiscuous, quote unquote. Mm Want to know what the answer to both of those was? Like, Seven or eight? Five. One, two, three, four, five. At the age of five, white people, people of not color, mm-hmm. see young black men as dangerous, violent, and potentially, you know, potentially dangerous is a better word to you. And they see young black boys as a choice. And they see the black girls as promiscuous and, you know, um, sexual or whatever, which says a lot about, um, which says a lot about history and, and white people in general. The Kyle Rittenhouse case is the perfect example to me as a 
as an altruist who's worked with over 15 or 20,000 kids in my career, for those of you who don't know, I started off at 18. My career started at the YMCA working in summer camps, you know, and then ending up directing summer camps. And for a while there, I was doing summer camp in the summer after school care in the afternoon. And then for another while, I was doing summer camps in the summer teaching in the in the school year. Right. So there was about 10 years where I was working with kids year round. And I estimate between all of that, all the events, all the coordinating, you know, all the other little things, ropes, courses, whatever, um, roughly. 15 to 20,000 kids I have dealt with individually. And that doesn't even count the ones who came back every single year. Mm-hmm. Because even at the YMCA, it was 350 kids a week right. for three years, right? Yep. Every week. And so, you know, I have a different view on white childhood and black childhood. Because for you, you probably have never interacted with a, with a giant group of white kids, right? You probably have never interacted with 40 eight, nine-year-old boys by yourself. That sounded terrible. Let me bring that back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Never, say, yeah, I have, though. Like, Talk about up, it. Remember, Surviving R. Kelly 2.0. <laughs> so remember, Christian grew up in a real city, right? Mm-hmm. I spent all of my weekends and summers, like as a kid, in Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. But Monday through Friday, I was in Vidalia. Like, I spent all of my time in which I was the super minority. So every environment mm. in which I interacted, I was always the minority. We had 450 kids at our school and only 88 were black. Can I, can I, re, can I rephrase that? As an adult, I think. No, as a, as a position of power. Oh, right? no, never And authority that. of where. Yeah, oh, no. Yeah, where no, I was at like. Apple, probably so. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Where yeah. I had to, like, actually discern personalities and understand, you know, um, medical conditions. Like it, it was, it was hard to watch the Kyle Rittenhouse case because at the, at one point I'm like, that's 17, right? Like that's like Austin. That's like Michael. Like that, that's, that's a kid mm-hmm. who isn't equipped to make the right choices all the time. I understand that because I have the context of working with 16 and 17 year olds. Right. right? It's like a video game. Exactly. Yeah. And and then it's like, to me, <sighs> But they sure didn't give the Central Park Five that treatment. Trayvon Martin sure didn't get that treatment. Mm, correct. Right? And so looking at it, I'm like, because I was watching the trial. And first of all, I knew he was not guilty from the moment the trial started. Like, it was obvious that he was not going to be found guilty for that crime. Because if he is found guilty, you, you, can, you can circumvent white supremacy. You can defend white supremacy against black people, right? You can defend that. What you can't defend is or you can perpetuate white supremacy against black people, right? Mm-hmm. So if if a white dude kills a black dude, they go to jail. You use that as an example of oh, white supremacy isn't an issue, and you can yep. conti- and you can continue to do the same things that you're doing throughout the justice system. If at any point you don't uphold white supremacy against white people in this situation, which is what it was, right? Yep. Is the justice system going to choose to punish this kid, this 17 year old? For the crimes that he committed, or is it going to choose to uphold white supremacy, even though the white supremacy act was committed against white people? Right. Can you imagine the the destruction of the criminal justice system if white supremacy chooses justice over protecting another white person like that has Mm. it's against other white people who was defending black people like you can't even if you look at the freedom riders in um, in Mississippi, Mm -hmm. no one ever faced charges for that. Right. And them niggas was just riding around on buses saying yep. black people should be free. You cannot set the precedent that if you defend black people as a white person, you still get the benefits of white supremacy. Right. And, 
and my one of my biggest issues with this shit is like they talked about one of the um one of the people being a convicted like rapist or something. I think he didn't like know that. that when he shot him. Right. He didn't know that when he shot him. And even then, like if you're a quote unquote believer of justice and all this other bullshit, homie served his time. He did what he was supposed to do mm-hmm. to kind of be on the, the the free side of the world. So like, how is that being brought up? Like, why is Fox News running with that? Why is Candace Owens running with, well, such and such was a convicted rapist. Are you saying that he should ha- have the right to live? Yes. If he served his fucking t- crime, if he served his time and did his debt to society. The problem with then- that is, I don't, I don't mean to cut you off, but no, the, you good, the problem with that is, and y'all know I sit on the board of a um, of a reentry. Um, I don't know if I ever told you how that cap are. I sit on the board of a reentry organization that focuses on making sure that's um, returning citizens. We talked to her on the phone for them two hours. He was on that same thing. Oh, for real? yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So I'm one of the one of the directors of that board, and one of the things that you always see is that just because somebody served their time doesn't mean that society accepts them as as uh, fulfilling their debt to society at all. Correct. Which is unfair, right? Like if you serve, which is why, like I defended Michael Vick, um, in face on Facebook one time and got ringed by white folks because I was like. It's the same argument y'all use all the time. Like yeah. he served his time. Let that man move. Like he's allowed to move mm-hmm. on and try and get money. They were mad that like Monday night football or something put him as a commentator. Like dude's one of the best football players in the world, first of all. But number two, like he's allowed to go and find a job. And if that company Correct. decides to hire him, Correct. then that's their thing. And so, you know, but serving time or serving your time is only a, uh, only not okay when it's a black person, right? Mm-hmm. We don't talk about white folks who come out of jail. Wesley Snipes is still suffering, right? Wesley Snipes is still suffering Take that shit. Wolf of Wall Street, bro. Like white yeah. people love him, but why do white people love dogs so much? Because they hate people so what black people so much. Um, but with Kyle Rittenhouse, I like I'm dogs. gonna give y'all. I'm gonna give y'all an example. <laughs> I don't like right? them that much. Here's my issue with the Kyle Rittenhouse case, and I think I'm pretty sure he's gonna go back to trial for it. Um, the judge they was can't. pretty. It's double jeopardy. Oh, it is. If they find that the judge was unfair or that the defense yeah, used the wrong. Yeah, that judge situation was peculiar. Yeah, I, I think that's what is going on. Well, to... his, I think my, I was talking to my dad about it because I. I, I oh, tend wait, to... you know your dad? I'm joking. This <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> but, um. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm from Chicago. South, so I know my dad. Um, ex-police. Is your um, dad Kanye West? Are you sure he's not Kanye West? That's, that's a better question. Are you sure it's not Kanye West? If Kanye was an Afro-Cuban male. I mean, he's pretty, he's transitioned to white male pretty quickly and very efficiently. So Afro-Cuban ain't too far. No. Have you seen the jaws? (laughs) The jaws of an Afro-Cuban. I don't even know what that means. It gets wider with age. So problematic. So what are we saying about Dwayne Wade? Is he also (laughs) Afro-Cuban? It's Panamanian. It's Panamanian. (laughs) Sorry, what you was going to say about your nigger. About knowing your dad. But... drunk for this I, I swear to god i'm too drunk for this like i don't know what the fuck is going on but look <laughs> fuck this nigga's a loser he knows his dad <laughs> damn shame <laughs> that's why you're not rich because you know your dad you ain't struggle enough nigga you know your dad mm-hmm. he was there to provide nigga was like julius off and everybody don't. hates chris right what the fuck? Y'all trying to play me? As you coming? Oh, dad having ass, nigga. You know what? I bet you wasn't even adopting, nigga. So it's a real family and shit. I bet you know your real mama. And she not your grandmama. First of all, nigga. 
Fuck them little immature, <laughs> premature chin hairs you got. Secondly, this nigga got translucent fucking frames on. This nigga 30 plus years old. Go the fuck up. This nigga. You wouldn't say that to Malcolm, nigga. He's the Malcolm frames. Hold on. Where the fuck is your church ring at, nigga? (laughs) That nigga did wear the blue one today. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, nigga. Yeah, I was supposed to work out, but I I didn't. Yeah, yeah. You worked your fucking hand on your camera yourself. Fuck you. Anyway. No, bro, that was me. Remember? Fuck you, motherfucker. Ronnie, friendly fire, friendly fire. No, look, look, look. But back to the topic. We too fucked up to even have a serious conversation. Seriously. <laughs> no, but like, fuck. So, like, I was talking to my pops about this shit just because I wanted to get, like, a position from, like, ex police. Yeah. And I was like, you know, like, I just asked him, about it. is it a good shoot? Is it a bad shoot? He was like, no, it's a bad shoot. And I was like, all right, well, tell me why. He's going on a listing of things. I'm like, all right, cool. Do you think the judge or the jury will find this man guilty? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know, like what do you, what do you do with that? Well, I, like I, Destiny lost me. I was I was listening to his takes on this shit. Mm-hmm. He fucking lost me. He did Destiny really? He's 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 saying that it's it's a it's just it's like it's probable. I don't think it's just. I think that it's just ambiguous enough. You see what I did there? Mm-hmm. For him not to be held accountable for it, right? I think that right. when you look at when you look at what needs to happen for a white kid specifically to be found guilty of they anything. Be like a mad school Again, I, I brought this even then, right? Even then, yeah. we're all they're already like, oh, but he was sick. Look at Dylan Roof. Although Dylan Roof got the you know, got the death penalty, I believe, in South Carolina. He also got a fucking burger on the way to the fucking, you know. Then it was an impossible whopper yeah, from what I heard. Fuck that. Uh, fuck it was an impossible right? whopper. So like, like, yeah, your health. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's, the, here's the situation I give to you, right? Here's the situation I give to you. You're walking down the street in Chicago, right? Yeah. Well, that's a bad example because you're going to mind your fucking business. But I'm going to use you anyway since you got a dad and shit. And you probably got morals and whatnot that he taught you that mine didn't. Um, but <laughs> <They> go, what, <laughs> bro? So, like, you're walking down the street. You see two people breaking into a car, right? I'm, I'm out of my business. Well, th- just go with the go with the flow right, right now. All right, all right. Yeah, Spider Man breaking into a car, right? <laughs> Fuck up. And <laughs> you walk up to them and you pull a gun out on them and say, "Hey, stop breaking into that car." And they say, "Who the fuck are you?" Right. right? Who the fuck are you? Right. And then you put well, and then you pull a gun out on them. Excuse me, and you say, "Stop breaking into that car." One of them rushes you, and you shoot them. Right. Are you is that self defense? No. Because and the reason is the reason is the answer is no. The reason is because it's not your car and the owner of the car has not paid you or asked you to defend their property. So by legal standards, ooh, my face is a little crampy. Um mm-hmm. by legal standards you you cannot claim self defense if you are the aggressor in a situation. Now there, I know I'm about to say, can you just fill that up for us? Um, now, you can start out having, you know, a defense argument, but also self-defense flips, right? right? If you beat a nigga to a bloody pulp and then you get up and go to your car and come back and shoot him in the face, well, you no longer have self-defense because you nope, could have gotten right. in your car and you could have drove, driven away. Yep, um, you have to retreat. <clears throat> exactly. And, the, the, and the, the standard, the burden of whatever is that if you can get away, you should get away. You should, you should and retreat. That's why, and Correct. that's actually why a lot of domestic violence women end up in prison, right? It's mm-hmm. because they do things like, oh, I hit him over the head with a fire hydrant 
And then I went and got the gun out the bedroom, and then I shot a him in the head. Fire hydrant, nigga. Yeah, that's actually. That bitch is pretty light. N- no. The fuck, a She Hulk? What the fuck is she doing? No, these not are a fire, fire hydrant. Fire extinguisher. My bad. Um, like, yeah, I hit him, damn. and that's that's actually a case, right? I hit him over the head with a fire hydrant. He went down. I went to the bedroom, got a gun, shot him. He died. Well, now you're going to prison because you got to make sure the nigga is dead. I am 100. percent And that's one of the rules too, like in Louisiana law. Like you can't if somebody breaks in your house, you can't shoot them in the leg of the. But arm. I'm gonna be honest, bro. I'm not uh, sticking. I'm, I'm gonna be real. All right, look. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should ask on the podcast because they're gonna have like a history of this shit. I'm gonna get more coke, y'all. Right. I mean, diet coke. Dr. I said. Pepper? I said what I said. He said going to get more coke. And then I made a loud snort. Sound. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this nigga, this nigga's playing with his nose. <laughs> this nigga's different. It's Kevin Gates. All right. So. Oh God. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, like, if, if, I, if I get into altercation like that, nine times out of ten, I'm not waiting for the police. Yeah. A 100%. I mean, like, now, nah, if, I, if I knew that I was I was in the right and it was self-defense. Right. You know, I'll, I'll stick around. But I mean, being black, bro, I don't even feel, like, comfortable enough to put myself in a situation in which there can be any gray area. Like, if I can get away being a black person... I have to focus on getting away and living to fight another day. Because just because you kill somebody and it's a justifiable homicide in your mind and by the definition of the law, they'll find a way to paint us in a different light. Like that cow situation kind of sat differently with me. That cow situation sat different with me only because like the lawyer's opening defense was like, hey, guys, um, he literally brought himself to danger. It's not like he was like At paid by the city. Mm-hmm. It's not like somebody mm-hmm. broke in his house. It's not like any of this shit. He literally traveled across state lines. His friend illegally obtained this weapon for him because he was not of age to buy it and his friend stored it for him until it was time for him to go to this particular place. Mm-hmm. Now, they can argue it was self-defense all day, but I, I kind of agree with the uh, the prosecutor. It wasn't self-defense because you put yourself in harm's way. Nigga, you could have stayed at home and played Grand Theft Auto. That All right, day. so so the gray area is this. <clears throat> so when they say it's of his, of his community, his father's originally from that location. He would visit there on weekends. Where's license from? Illinois. But but let me let me push back on that. Gary, Indiana is about 30 minutes from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Didn't know that. So I don't even consider Gary a whole nother fucking city or state. Yeah. I look at that as an extension of Chicago. Right. So the same elements that are in Chicago plague Gary. Mm-hmm. You know, gang issues are there as well. Same organizations, uh, politics, and the fact that it's you know it's it's pretty much the same thing. It's like I know people who go to get their gas from Gary and then come back to the city. Mm. You know what I mean? So yeah. <clears throat> it is what it is. I mean, you know. But I mean, it's I mean, we got to we got to talk about it in the confines of the law, though. Right. Like take where I grew up at. Right. I grew up in Vidalia, Louisiana. Literally, you cross a bridge. It takes one minute to cross the bridge and you're in Mississippi. Mm -hmm. And immediately your credit score drops by 50 points. Correct. Mm -hmm. And you lose a tooth. Mm -hmm. But if I'm in Mississippi (laughs) and I have CBD (laughs) leaves in my car, right? Like a a marijuana, CBD marijuana leaf in my car in Mississippi. Yes. I don't get arrested for it because that combustible leaf is legal in Mississippi. I know. But in Louisiana, if I go right across the bridge and get pulled over by uh, local police officers, I can be arrested for Mm -hmm. that. Agreed. It has to be brought across the board. What's legal in Illinois is legal in Illinois, but what's 
legal in Wisconsin she needs to isn't that legal the stupidity of states state rights isn't that the stupidity laws, yes. of state rights and state laws I will never understand how the founding fathers quote unquote fuck them niggas thought it was a good idea <laughs> for but they didn't know at the time I think at the time it was 13 but you know what right. would grow to be 50 states that each law each state can come up with its own laws because you have all this bullshit going around with voting laws in Texas and and Georgia mm-hmm. and you know actually Louisiana when we rank the most racist states Louisiana is pretty fucking low on the list like we've got a history but as far as how can you qualify and quantify with racism so yeah, but- Texas is number one obviously um, mm-hmm. Texas has been ranked number one as a matter of fact you know what I learned a couple of days ago you know how there's that little piece of Oklahoma that goes right above Texas mm-hmm. you know why it's not Texas because it's the fucking 39th parallel and you can't have slavery that far up north and so Texas stopped their border there because they were like for what <laughs> why we need that land we can't have slaves there like that's why Texas are there and if you look at the voting laws that they pass the anti-woman laws that they pass their perceptions around black people Texas is is easily the most racist state and then you got to talk about Georgia you got to talk about Mississippi you got to talk about Alabama and then coming at the bottom of that even though they had slavery Florida and Louisiana because Louisiana through all of this has not banned CRT has not even had the conversation of it. It's, and go, has, it's coming. It's, it's coming. Oh, it's coming, but it's it ain't coming. here yet. And they have ex- we have expanded voting rights um, compared to the constriction of voting rights in other and similar states. We are the only state in the Deep South that has a Democratic. Uh, well, in my opinion, he's a Republican, he's a Republican. In, in, in Democrats clothing. I mean, no, Kentucky does too. But I feel like with Louisiana, it's just the southern part of Louisiana and Shreveport that keeps us from being like a overly racist state. Mm-hmm. Like all of our major cities outside of Lafayette and Lake Charles, which aren't major cities. Right. Like it's Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Shreveport. All three of our major cities are democratically controlled. Mm-hmm. And that's where a big chunk of our population uh, is. Well, between uh, we're the biggest school district for sure. EBR. Mm-hmm. Um, e- e- EBR is number two in number of people. And then, um, New Orleans is number one. Now, where we do are where we are racist is congressional lines, because, as you know, um, the district that we're in right now, District two runs from New Orleans. It skips over I-10 and I-12. It goes straight down, picks up Laplace, LaRose, all those black neighborhoods, mm-hmm. comes up through North Baton Rouge, yeah. jumps over the Mississippi River and picks up. Port Allen and Brulee as well. And that's one representative, which was Cedric Richmond, who became advisor to President Biden. And now it's uh, Troy Carter, who beat out Gary Chambers and Karen Carpenter. Um, and so, um, you know, we we don't have the representation as we would gerryman- with gerrymandering, but nor does any state. Basically, for those of you who don't know, the United States Senate, Senate, excuse me, Supreme Court said that, yeah, gerrymandering is illegal and racially biased, but it's not the Supreme Court's job to fix it. It's the state's job to fix it, the which state's the, the state's it. not going to fix it. So basically what the states were like, we're like, well, I guess we're just going to keep we're doing just gonna keep this. this shit. Shit. And in Texas, they just they gained six congressional seats um, and they are the Republicans gained 13 seats and the Democrats gained two. And they did that by breaking up Austin, Texas. So that instead of Austin being like reliably Democrat, they have the center of Austin and then they carved out the re- the Republican areas that surrounded Austin mm-hmm. and only left the city center to be blue. So now all of those congressional districts that lean blue because they were so heavily Austin on the outskirts are now all Republican. So they picked up 10 more seats in the Senate. I'm sorry, in Congress, which means that it's going to be woefully, woefully hard for the Democrats to carry um, the Senate, the Congress, the lower house, the lower chamber for a very long time. And I mean, 
Like, that was some weird shit that I picked up on Baton Rouge when I first moved here. Mm. Like, um, the redistricting area, particularly when it came to, like, how it relates to, like, schools and shit. Mm -hmm. Like, every single year from, like, 2009 till about 2013, they redistrict every, like, every single year at from 2008, 2009 to 2013. It was always a brand new school district. And they Mm -hmm. were carving that shit out because they didn't want the ghetto black children of uh, South Baton Rouge, of Gardeer, and all that shit to go to mm-hmm. Liberty High. I got mm-hmm. a question. Yeah. Let's say... <laughs> well, when a man and woman love each other, you see, I'm joking. Go ahead. Wait, what? Nigga <laughs> 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 you thought you had a question about the birds and the bees, bro. No, no, no. I mean, I guess I got a comment about the the whole idea of like what's, what's lawful and what's, what's unlawful in, in the concept of like gun rights in certain states. But... Um, I mean, we've been going to Indiana buying guns for years and taking mm-hmm. that shit back, back to this Chicago. This is such a loose, it's such a loose gun buying yeah, state. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, you'll, you'll send a female out there, you know. Well, something like 70% of it. guns found on the streets in Chicago come from Indiana, right? Yep. That's true. Be- so most- Let y'all get them off the trains in Indiana mm-hmm. or some shit like that? The trains in, in Chicago, because Chicago is the hub. Mm-hmm. It's in the middle. It's the It's the largest metro city. In the middle of America, it's the third largest city in the nation. So also the biggest, mm-hmm. the busiest airport, busiest airport, which mm-hmm. is O'Hare and, in the world. And I think, yeah, in yeah. the world. So, so everything goes there, and it kind of disperses. But so, like you know, when when the guns are just resting there in the actual train stations, they sit there overnight, just going there and get them. But separate from that, I mean, the 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 concept of um of Holding that that man liable for his decisions, talking about Rittenhouse's, it's going to be difficult because the interpretation of that law is going to be based upon who's actually presiding over that case. And that judge is just... And that judge well, it is also fucking jerking that man off. It, I, mean, I mean, yes, but it also makes me right feel... It also mm-hmm. makes me feel super non-black sometimes because I was watching this trial and I was like, man, that's just a kid. And I don't know if y'all saw, there were two people who were just released from prison. One was in there for 40 years. And then there were some dudes who were arrested in like 1969 or 40. I can't remember. I get, I get, I get, yeah. I get the, I get the, what you're talking about. And, like, like, I don't want yeah. anyone, like, I don't want anyone to spend their life in prison for a decision they made but my empathy, when they were 17. My empathy for him has gone with the window because, because the truth of the matter is we are given that. At even all. though even mm-hmm. I would feel the same way if we were given the same actual luxury, which we are. We are not. Right. And, like, this but I don't think this reminds me of that Amber Geiger situation. Like with yeah. the judge. Remember when the judge was like fixing her hair and hugging? That was a black judge, like though, right? Yeah. Right. But like, it's this weird, sick fetish that they have with white people. Like, you know, we're going to take care of you. You made a mistake, mm-hmm. you know? No. They visualize their humanity. We're not given the opportunity to be human. So, you Robert Downey Jr. syndrome. Mm-hmm. Mm. Fucking crackhead Iron Man ass nigga. First of all, careful. I do love Robert Downey Jr. He's a fucking I like crackhead. I, I, no, no, but no, but you know, I, I think I think the problem is Chris Rock said it best. I want to be able to fuck up like a white person and come out on the other side. That's equality. Wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice? Mm-hmm. That's like, equality. I know white dudes. Or even that, allow black children to do that. My bad. Well, that no, that's my thing. Like my problem is the treatment of black kids. Fuck me. Pause. Fuck me. But like, <laughs> like I'm 30 years old. I'm 30. I'm 32 years old. Right. 
And so now I've reached the other side of youth, right? Like I think about all the time I was like, man, I would much prefer something to happen to me, you know, than my nephews who are like, and my mentees who are just now about to be 18. Like I'm looking back at that age being like, man, you just a baby. Like I had to, Mm -hmm. I had to, I had to check one of my mentees last night. Actually, I think I ruined his, I ruined his, um, Thanksgiving because I texted this nigga in August, right? I told him to call me and he hadn't responded. I literally mapped out the hours. It was 2,064 hours. And I was like, you couldn't take 24 minutes, two minutes of 2,000 something hours to like text me and like sitting there looking at him. And I was talking to him and I was like, and I know you got stuff going on. You know, your friends got cars now, you're doing this. And it just made me realize how long ago that part of my life was, right? Mm -hmm. The people who do the most for you, excuse me, are no longer important and the priority. And I started thinking about, wow, he's got so much more development to go through to understand how you treat people who love you. Like he, he doesn't get it. He doesn't understand why it hurts my feelings that he has not responded to me in three months. Right. He's not, he's not going to get that because he's not, he's not able to put that in the context yet. Like, Mm -hmm. and I think about that when it comes to kids in the criminal justice system, like I look at Trayvon Martin and I'm like, my nigga was just 17. Like he right. hadn't even gone to prom yet. Right. Tamia Rice was 12. Mm-hmm. Anton Rose was 16, right? Uh Laquan McDonald was like 20. Uh Freddie. And my, Freddie, and my Freddie, dad, my dad knew no Laquan McDonald was 18. 18. See, my like, dad knew him personally. Wow. Like it's and mm-hmm. they and I have so many names burned in my brain just because they were killed by the police or by someone else unjustly in their youth. And which is why when people call me old, you know, I'm only 32 or whatever, but, and I'm not even, I'm not very close to 33 at this point. You know, I'm like, Hey, I'm appreciative appreciative because there are so many people. Like when I went to my high school uh, a couple of days ago to go in and pitch the program, I I got to see for the first time since I graduated, you know, they take all of our pictures as seniors and put them up on the wall. And I was just looking at it and I was like, he's gone. Eric's gone. Right. Tawanda's gone. Brian's gone, you know, and I'm just playing that in my head. I'm like, so many people didn't get the opportunity to turn old and make decisions. And it just breaks my heart that black folks have to go through this system and we don't get to get old. We get to be in the system. And and then we find it. Sorry, I'm rambling a little bit. But then we find some solace. You know, they want to placate us by exonerating these people years after they died or spent 40 or 50 years in jail. Mm-hmm. Fuck you and fuck that system. Like, I don't give a fuck that this nigga's out of jail at at 69 or actually it's younger than that, which is crazy because he spent 40 years in jail. It was 57, yeah. right? Because yep. he was 17. I'm like, 40, you, 40 years is I am not close to forty, and I've been I've been miserable forever. Right? You know, you like, you, you you said that, and that that kind of made me think about that. Kind of brought that memory back to me about the idea of um, having the complexion for the protection, mm. and what that means for me. You know, growing up in Chicago, or whenever whenever people talk about Chicago or any any major metro city that has an issue with crime and. Um, organized crime or gang violence, whatever like that. They use mm-hmm. Chicago as a template to to um, to vilify, vilify right? young young black males. Meanwhile, and, if you you find the same thing in Russia, you find the same thing in London, you find the same thing in but but you Saint know but, but but even even more closer to home. Um, and I probably haven't talked about it as much, but 
you know, white people in this country, and it's, uh, just making it more, more closer to it in Chicago, have done the same thing. Mm. Where do you think we learned it from? Mm. Yep. So, mm-hmm. so when, when when you talk about the Great Migration from the South to the North, whether it be Chicago, Detroit, L.A., Baltimore, Philly, uh, so on and so forth, you know there were already white organizations there. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chicago especially, right? Chicago, the Valentine's Day Massacre. Alone. Chicago has always been an organized crime city, right. always. And mm-hmm. and and to speak to the Chicago outfit, which is the Italian family, there's only one family in Chicago instead of New York. It's just five families. The Chicago outfit were, were an anomaly. They allowed blacks, Latinos to work for them. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about these black organizations, where do they get their structure from? Right? From the, yeah. Italian, the Italian mafia. Yeah. So when you have a, 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 a chairman or a chief executive and you have generals and captains and so on and so forth, they got it from the Italian mafia. They got it from the Irish. But if you look at Mayor Daly, you know. He was, he was <laughs> extremely corrupt. Mayor Daly was a part of the Hamburg organization, mm-hmm. which is a gang. Mm-hmm. On the south side of Chicago, on the other side of Beverly. And they didn't call them gangs. They called them SACs, which is social athletic clubs. But the problem I have with, with that idea is that you look at Boston, you look at, you know, Hell's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. White people have an opportunity to leave to live a life of crime and then leave it for blue-collar and white-collar work. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I don't like the idea that they can fuck up and we can't. Right. And and yeah. So first of all, little little I mean, side note here. Did you know that the Bosa brothers' granddad was the one of the leaders of one of the crime mobs in Chicago back in the day? I Joey and Nick Bosa, they the two all pro right. defensive ends. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bosa yeah. sounds yeah. like yeah. It. well that wasn't their granddad. That wasn't their yeah. granddad's name. That's their name through marriage. But when I found that out, that was also an indication mm-hmm. of like the privilege that comes with that that you're able not because if you're black in that situation where your grandfather was a known gangster or whatever Mm -hmm. the chances of you actually being able to have a productive life is slim to none because nigga gonna be in jail right right they are not equipped the money's gonna be taken they are not equipped to be able to navigate the american system to then create the level of wealth that both of them are going to get as two of the best defensive ends in the league one of them making it to the super bowl right Right. also a trump supporter so fuck that nigga um Mm -hmm. but making it to the super bowl and being able to provide for their family on that level is what i mean right? right but when you look at that for black folks you know think of um what was the dude shit american gangster who was that that denzel played Frank 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 lucas spent years in jail um, what's his family doing? Shit, fuck all, right? What is what is Freeway Ricky Ross family doing? Shit, fuck all. What is um, what's that nigga name? Fuck, what's that black dude from um? Oh well, it's not gonna come to me. It's whatever, whatever. Well, Larry Hoover. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are they doing? Nothing. No, that's Nothing. not necessarily true. But they're not doing we as gotta well be, as the Bosa kids. Right. We gotta be whose kids? The Bosas. Then I do it as well as the bosses. But you have to understand these things. So, like, when we talk about black street organizations in Chicago, how can I say this? There are street gangs and there are criminal organizations. Mm-hmm. Or So, like, the oldest black gang in Chicago would be the Vice Lords. Right. They were founded in 1956. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Holy City. Pops, I love you. But, um... How they started was was in was in direct opposition to the Italians and the Polish on the west side and the northwest side of Chicago, right? So it was a it was a predominantly <laughs> sorry, yeah. sorry. It's, I mean, so like Kanye the, reference. I know, I know. <laughs> so it's like it's like you have to understand the, the history of Chicago and what that means and the idea of that. So when when most most of the black street organizations in Chicago all got government grants. 
a million dollars minimum, right? To have job programs, mm-hmm. and, you know, state aid to to lead lead these kids into a different life of other than crime. Yep. If you look at like North Lawndale, the the child increase rate from 19, 1957 to 1963 the boomers, was, baby was a, boomers. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's about 85%. Mm-hmm. So if you if you come in from Mississippi to Chicago and it's five kids in your block in a six-year period, it's 60 kids in your block. Mm-hmm. What do you think that happens? So these things happen and so on and so forth. But these are political these are political these are political agendas. These 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 young men who were controlling about 500 people to then grow to about maybe 10 to 15,000. Mm-hmm. The LSD program, which the Lord's Stones and Disciples, they marched on downtown because they weren't employing black and Latinos. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jesse Jackson and, you know, the Rainbow it, Coalition, the Rainbow Coalition, that, yeah. Fred Hampton. Mm-hmm. Most, most of the Panthers were Stones and Vice Lords. Mm-hmm. So thanks, Fred Hampton. You know what I mean? Shout out to Fred Hampton, senior and junior. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, there's a political structure there. That isn't really represented, isn't talked about. So yes, they are. They are. I mean, well, I think that one thing that you have when when we talk about gang culture in general, whether it be L.A. or New Chicago. York or Chicago, no, New York don't have a gang culture. Okay. Let's let's let me let me let me. They let have me, a block culture. No, no, whatever no. You they, call it. So so New York, New York has a gang has a gang culture they adopt from L.A. and Chicago. Mm-hmm. The Latin Kings do not come from New York. They come from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They got GDs there too. Come from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Larry Hoover, Bloods and Crips. Mm-hmm. Nothing outside of LA, New York, LA or Chicago. Chicago. New York is really safe. Um, or as, has an origin anywhere else. New York has an extremely low murder rate for the amount of people that are in that city. By the way, mm-hmm. um, one That's of the sense. lowest in the country per per capita. But I think we we have to acknowledge where gangs started from. In order to understand it's, well, yes, but also remember in in L.A. specifically, a lot of these gangs were started because the cops wouldn't protect the area. Right. Right. And so you you start and now you beefing with neighbors because you coming into my hood causing trouble. But the only reason I'm there to confront you is because the cops won't respond to anything that we're anything that we complain. And so you've created the cops and the lack of investment in black communities created and cultivated gang culture because you wouldn't do your fucking jobs. And we still hear that all the time of right. why I call it even in North Baton Rouge, why I call the cops. You got to, I, when I go when I go in North Baton Rouge and compare it to the experience that I have out here right. in Neil Millerville area, I never see a police officer here. I never see a cop riding around doing anything. Very occasionally, maybe if I go down by Azalea to. Park, right? maybe if I go down by Azalea right. Park or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. But I don't see any cops. When I cross over Florida to get in off of South Foster on the Choctaw, immediately, and don't let me be out by the avenues in Scotlandville, right? There's right. Mm-hmm. there's police officers there all the time, but you still ain't responding to the problems in the community. Which is funny because if you didn't know, Scotlandville actually has the lowest violent crime rate of anywhere in the city. Believe it or not, right? It's Scotlandville, Southern University. Right. Old black neighborhoods, old folks. It makes sense. So you villainize this part of town that's actually extremely safe. I feel safer walking around Scotlandville than I do the Mall of Louisiana. It never fails. But I digress. That's a fact. So that's a fact. I mean, it's it's the same thing as walking around Southern University, which is why I tell people to go to go to an HBCU. Do it. I have never felt more at home more at peace. I have never felt like I needed to be anybody else but myself. I've never been worried about who's watching me. My professors drop the N-bomb in class regularly, and I love 
every bit of it. <laughs> you yeah. speaking, you speaking my language now. When you talk about these niggas out here, like I love when, mm-hmm. when my professors get on that shit. But the point being, you have to acknowledge that all of this was started, this gang culture, because you would not protect us. What does that morph into, right? Now you got the stories of the streets, right. hip hop, right? Hip hop gets created. You get these black folks who I'll elevate. I'm about, to, I'm about to make a pause. Okay, go for it. You get these black folks who elevate out of you know the the neighborhood. But the story I want to bring up specifically is this dude Cameron. I can't remember his last name. White boy out in um, L.A. Mm. who was a part of a gang. He was a white boy. Had it out with his parents. Decided to join the. I want to say it's 30, 33rds. I can't remember what it is. Rolling. Rolling. I, I know exactly. Rolling. Something like that. I know exactly. Um, so he's a white boy. He was driving a Mercedes Benz. He was in music videos. He had the mm. tattoos. Um, he had the tattoos of the gang and all of that. Um, he ends up being the getaway driver for a murder that happens, right? Dude was murdered. Yep. Dude wasn't a gang member. He was a college student. They walk up on the street. They kill him. They hop in Cameron's car. He leaves, right? First of all, dude had the bluest eyes I've ever seen. So I understand why the why the jury got like lost in him. Like he was just very in, a very interesting person to be on trial. But yep. in that particular case, the jury found him not guilty of it, even though he had said he was going to do these things. He was in music videos. He was throwing up gang signs, all of that. But because he was white, they were able to separate that character. Right. The. The role the playing, right, right? The role playing. Mind you, this kid grew up going to the best high school. His dad was a CEO of like a, a, a PR firm. His mom was it's a like very affluenza. famous. Yeah, exactly. It, it's exactly like affluenza. And so they were able to separate the crime from the person, you know, the, mm-hmm. the character from the person. But, I mean, let's talk about Dante Skinner, who goes by the nickname Threat on the streets, who was a rapper in 2005. I think I can't remember. It may have been later than that. Maybe 2014 is when the trial actually ended. Mm-hmm. Um, but was convicted of a crime that he committed. So I'm not complaining that that he was found guilty. The the jury the prosecution introduced lyrics to music that he had written mm-hmm. five years before the the crime to show that he lived by the code of the streets. I am a musician myself. You've heard my music, right? Yep. You've heard my music. I am a separate person. I am a very separate person from the person I am on stage. Like on stage, right. I'm I mean, charismatic. I'm, 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 you know, very inclusive. I want to talk to people. You've also seen me in situations where like, I don't want to talk to niggas. Like I want to stay in my space and be quiet. And it's artistry at the end of the day. Like yeah. the words that are used in music are supposed to be like this extra, like, it's like a fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Like the music, music has never been separate. Black music has never been like kind of like thrown into the movie categories. It's because we as black people know that this shit is far fetched. It is. But when you look at, so Eminem has stood trial, right? Eminem has stood trial. Eminem, y'all can say what y'all want. Eminem is the most violent motherfucker that has ever touched a microphone. The shit that he was talking about doing to his wife, the shit that he was talking about doing to his mom, it is not even very close, particularly when you talk about plausibility, like Mm -hmm. the actual things that can happen. Like, um, uh, what is that? Juice World came out and said in a freestyle, you know, I'm fucking niggas, bitches in hotel rooms with a mask on. Do you really think that he was walking around Holiday Inn knocking on doors, fucking niggas, bitches with a mask on? Absolutely not. Did Eminem, would I believe Eminem would choke the shit out of his wife and beat her over the head with a frying pan? Yes, I absolutely would because I have seen white violence. But (laughs) when 
when he went to trial, when he went to trial, you know what the judge did? Threw that shit out. You know how she did it? She wrapped her decision back to him. She wrapped her was decision. She, black or white? she was a white lady, of course. Ugh. A nigga, a negress would never do this. Um, wrapped her decision back to him on why she thought somebody was just targeting him, right? Juxtapose that to Tupac, whose lyrics were used against him in trial. Juxtapose that to the 14-year-old kid who was expelled from school because he was writing battle raps. And you start to understand, and I say all that to juxtapose the the experience of Kyle Rittenhouse versus Trayvon Martin, who never saw trial, versus the Central Park Five, versus the 14-year-old in North Carolina who is the youngest person to ever have been executed, right? To have ever been executed. He was so small, they had to sit him on phone books so they can get the helmet on him. Juxtapose that to Emmett Teal, right? Juxtapose that to the four girls who died in the bombing of the church on in Montgomery, Alabama, mm-hmm. and, and the treatment thereof. Juxtapose that to the man who killed Martin Luther King, right? White people can go and commit these crimes and find a way out. And even if they yep. don't find a way out, who's the kid? He's out now. At 13 years old, um, there was a four-year-old who walked away from his house. The 13-year-old lured him in the woods, strangled him to death, went to jail at 13, was out at 27, which I'm not against, by the way. Matter of fact, I would have liked him to be out at 25, right? Once you're old enough to understand the things that you've done and why it's important to not kill people, I guess, is important. But we don't get that treatment. I don't necessarily agree with that. I, I, I am a strong proponent in an eye for an eye to some degree. I don't think thirteen and seven. I don't think thirteen don't to think, yeah, seventeen yeah. is that fair. Hasn't fully Actually, yeah. we talking like up to twenty five. Really? No, but I'm not talking. About, I'm talking about the kid. I'm talking about the the guy who 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 did the crime and got it at twenty seven. I say, give him to the family. <laughs> I'm not against that. Actually, not, I mean, he's thirteen, him, and let him do. Let them. Yeah, do if he survives the, the the fucking royal rumble, then <laughs> then he can. <laughs> no, there ain't no be no but rumble, nigga. I'm, I'm calling. I'm calling some hard piping niggas with a blowtorch <laughs> and a plier. I will say, I gotta give New York their props, though. New York introduced legislation uh, over the past week in which they will not allow rap lyrics to ever be used as um, as evidence to crimes now. Mm-hmm. A yeah. lot of more, a lot more states need to adopt this shit only because like a lot of these people typically aren't from our community are rapping these raps. Well, I wouldn't blow up. Too. I don't mean to, I don't mean to cut you off. I'd be completely fine with it. I'd be completely fine with it if it was applied to all genres. Right. Yes. Yes. But, especially the fucking rock shit. Yeah, it's not. I mean, Johnny Cash shot a man in Reno. Mm. Bob Marley shot the sheriff. Right. Talk about Dolly Parton and and those bluegrass folk folks. Who talk about beating their wives and shit, right? Like, <laughs> like all of, all of that shit. So again, black folks are held to a different standard. But you see that again in the Kyle Rittenhouse case. But we also had another case, Christian. What the Ahmaud Arbery case? That's very that's very true. What did you think of that one? <laughs> you know, I would never walk in a white. Subdivision <laughs> or run and think to myself, there's an unfinished actual structure over there. Let's go over there and see. Mm. But doesn't mean he deserves to be to be shot and killed, to be chased and accosted. That, that that's not what that means. It's just it's, 
so it's fucked up to say, but mind your fucking business. Yeah. Walk your route. Go the fuck home. I, again, we see the arrogance. Isn't, isn't he an immigrant? Is he an African Oh, I don't immigrant? know. I don't think. I think he may be first generation, but I'm not first 100% generation? sure. Yeah. It's still stuck in him. They are naturally inquisitive. They have no idea that. The rules are different. The rules are different yeah. here. Yeah. And. That's the only thing that I can think of. It's like, well, hey, why why can't I go over there and see what's going on? But also, it's it, it's a question that I always bring up. Are we treated differently by society and um and the legal system and like understanding of things because we understand that we treat we're treated differently and we play into that or are we, we actually treat it. are we actually treated differently? Because if if as that both, house both I got ways. a house being built across yeah. the street, right? And if I want to go, I remember when they were building houses across the street from my mom's house, you know, in West Baton Rouge Parish, you know, when, when the neighbor, when we moved in, the neighborhood was just up and coming. And so there was always new construction going on. And um, the lady across the street and her son, Miss Connie and her son would just go walking around, you know, just to see the layouts and just see what, you know, stuff looked like. And that was a thing that they did together and they would talk about it. You know, I've been in the, in rooms with them where they talk about, oh yeah, we walked through that one. It's real nice laid out. You come in, you got the living room to your left and then you got the kitchen. They never went in when it was almost finished and appliances were in, but when they were framing and stuff, they would just like walk around. And again, we see that whiteness can't handle any sort of black people being, being any part of their space that they don't allow. They feel mm-hmm. like it's their job. And actually, you want to know what's a really cool thing that happened? I was talking to, I was teaching one of the kids or some of the kids. I, for those of you who don't know, on weekends, I teach a, a leadership um, class to teenagers, right? And we talked about the police system. And there's this trend on TikTok where, are you on TikTok, DJ? No, are you not Christian? at all. Nigga. Y'all tripping. Instagram it's amazing. Reels is it's amazing. Uh, but and you may have seen it then where it's like a black person being on the phone, like being like, when you're black, you're never really alone because there's a white person always in your business, right? And they pay <laughs> and they pay into like a black person doing something completely innocuous, and then there's this white person like staring at them or asking them questions or something. Mm-hmm. And one of the girls, shout out to to Miss Fisher. Um, I'm not gonna say her first name because I won't get fired, but shout out to Miss Fisher. She was like, you know, I always thought that that was a joke on TikTok, Mm-mm. but when you examine, and she, this girl is 15, she was like, when you examine the history of like policing and slave culture, it was literally white people's job to make sure that black folks were doing or not doing what they were or were not supposed to be doing. Correct. And so it, then you understand the entitlement of those deep Southerners of being like, well, this black person is not supposed to be here. It's our job to make sure that he's doing what he's supposed to be doing or blah, 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 blah. And when you're able to put yourself in those shoes, you're just kind of like, it's not even your fault that you did that. It's not even your fault. Like you are guilty and you should go to jail and it is not right. It's not even your fault because you've been conditioned that if there's a black person who's doing something that you don't understand, it's your job to let them know that you see them and that you understand that you're not supposed to be here. You see the same thing with people speaking a different language. Why are you worried about them people speaking Spanish? Mm. They ain't talking to you. Because you know, I'm that, supposed that, to be able to understand. Triggers, nothing triggers more uh, more white people than being at an Hispanic restaurant enjoying some <laughs> fucking quesadillas and someone speaking Spanish. Mm-hmm. You know, like like uh, Wolf O said, there's nothing more American than going to a baseball game, enjoying a hot dog glizzy, um, <laughs> <laughs> while watching ten Dominicans just bust their ass on the field. Mm-hmm. But like you know, I've I was you know I'm 
dated people who uh who felt a way about me responding in Spanish or mm. you know certain certain actual circumstances to where <laughs> I just I just want y'all to know these niggas have been to the bathroom three times off of this alcohol. I have not left the microphone except to get them water. You haven't I broke am, the seal. I haven't. I'm a drink champ, bro. Hey, listen, that's that, good, bro. What the fuck are you doing? You trying to get me to go to the bathroom, nigga? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just a shot. It's just a shot. What are you trying to rape this nigga? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I'm about to switch the wine on you, nigga. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm about to get it. Nah, I ain't gonna get another cup. I'm on period. Like, I can't. I can't. Mm-mm. This is our longest podcast by a lot, though, too, guys. But we haven't seen each other in like a month and a half. No, it's, so it's, it's, really, it's been a minute. It's yeah, been a minute. It's fine. It's been a minute. How did y'all niggas Thanksgiving go? Thank you for fucking asking. I was wondering when we were going to talk about that. Mm. It was okay. I avoided the the uh, the relative who asked too many questions. I'm sorry. Hold on. I need a little more alcohol in this. God you just, damn, There's just, nothing you mix this shit with, you fucker. <laughs> Is your wife calling you? You've been away too long. Ah, that's my uh, that's, that's one of my homies that uh, just hit me up. Yeah. One of my guys, man. All right, that's good. That should be good. Nigga, stop. <laughs> so we went. We went from a third of the bottle. We're down to half at this point, guys. So and this is this is this is an entire fifth. I'm almost done. Oh yeah, get you a little bit more. I'm tapped out, nigga. I want some Popeyes now. I'm about to go get some glizzies. You said it, and I was like, (laughs) (laughs) they gotta make a run to Target. (laughs) I gotta go to Target. Give me a little hot dog with some chili. You know what I'm saying? What the fuck do you even get that shit from, yo? I'm about to door dash some fucking Popeyes. That's what the fuck I'm gonna do. Matter of fact, I'm gonna just go to Sonic and get them cheese sticks. So I've been on. You fucking love fucking Sonic, yo. Bro, it's amazing. So I was on keto. What was that? What was that? I don't know. That's suspicious. <laughs> it's what always some fucking shit here. Nigga scared of the hawk still. <laughs> I ain't no fucking hawk at fucking <laughs> 7 p.m., yeah, my boy. The fuck is going on? It's 8 shit. o'clock at night. <laughs> so like, it's in, in a tree somewhere. My problem is I, I've been on keto since before the day before Thanksgiving. Nigga, that was that was that was that way, nigga. Oh, well, my, my fridge knocks regularly. Oh, okay. Yeah, my so fridge knocks regular. Was. Like, it was that way. Um, I forgot what I was talking about, so I'm going to pass it back. What Lizzie's. Yeah. Oh, so I was I on keto. No I've been on keto for, y'all niggas ain't even say nothing. I lost like 13 pounds and shit. Um, nigga, I ain't your bitch. I can't notice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need shit. First of all, it's not the one, it's like the five. So please, the whore, yo, you my the nigga, put, ask the whole stable. Please put respect on. on my name. The um, bitches. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I'm a beautiful man. I just kind of get whatever I want. It's quite yo, nice. I got a, I got a, I got a topic we, we should discuss. Wait, we didn't finish Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, fuck. Yeah. How was it? You say you avoided what? I avoided the uh the relative that that asked too many questions about life. And then mm. politics as well. Um, Are they a Trump supporter? You know what? I honestly don't know. They live in the DMP area. They work mm. for some part of the National Security Division. Oh, so that nigga hate immigrants? Okay, mm-hmm. not particularly. I mean, he's still I mean, black. very particularly. I mean, yes, maybe extremely not. particularly. I mean, I'm a little more conservative than most, but I mean, you know, whatever. Um, but like my my grandparents. I mean, well, my grandmother, she's one of 12. Shit. And majority of the males served in the military. Same with me, yeah. So they have a 
interesting way of looking at life, politics, mm-hmm. and life. My old, like my grandparents didn't have opinions about shit. That was like always an interesting conversation. What do you think about this? Oh, well, it is what it is, guys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like that take because it's like, you know what I mean? Why we got to be here to do it's this? It's not too yeah. much. It's not too much. I didn't get to see any of my family for Thanksgiving. What the fuck? Um, I called I called my mom the day before and was like, hey, what time are we meeting for dinner? Oh, I ain't going to be here. Damn. Where the fuck are you going? Oh, I'm going by Sister Clovis' house. Well, you wasn't going to tell me nothing? Like, I was just coming over there. So I ended up by my sister. Um, I just realized you got Harry Potter glasses, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this is a drug thing. That's them Detroit shits, man. <laughs> man, them is not cardiac, nigga. Them is Harry Potter glasses. These Only thing he missing... Is the lightning bolt frames around? He missing the lightning bolt in the middle of his forehead. I got one on my leg though. <laughs> you got a lightning bolt, nigga. I do right there. See, when I fell out of a, I fell out of a canoe and scraped my shit up. That's and some white people shit. It is. I was not happy about I it. Wish I wish my like black canoeing. Would be um, in a I canoe. like canoeing, bro. I yeah. like kayaking. I don't my like nigga kayaking. Trent kayaks all the fucking time. I don't know how to swim. Like That's my nigga, but like, shout out to my nigga Trent, bro. Neither, but nigga, like, but and you like, getting all that water? That you too much to drink? Shit, uh-uh. nah, I, you know a great place to canoe though, a kayak? Fucking uh, Not Austin. Louisiana. No, I was Austin about to say. is a great place. Alligators, no. They got this like river in the middle of the city or this big ass ginormous lake. Mm-hmm. You can't drown in it because the water's only one foot tall. Like, <laughs> so it's you beautiful. can't die there. I would canoe there. But Wait, so what's y'all's least favorite? I know everybody want to talk about the favorite. Least favorite. Thanksgiving food. Them collard greens instead of like mustard greens. And fucking collard greens be looking like fucking shredded fucking construction paper. <laughs> like them bitches. Fuck you. Them bitches look like fucking fucking marijuana leaves. Like the actual no, like, but, no, leaf but I looks like, like. No, but I like though. I don't like mustard greens because it's too stringy for me. I love it all. Give but you rather that dry ass parsley looking pizza topping shit. Nah, but <laughs> like, yo, you gotta chill, bro. Collard greens is definitely busting. Like them. Yeah, the if only you ones roll it up in a fucking joint, like that shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but that shit like no, no paper. No, like, that, no, like I'm not gonna lie. It looks like a leaflet to where you can like really read like the ingredient on how to make the shit. You know what I'm yeah, saying? It does. Like, they- Nigga. It's something like your ancestor left you or some shit. Collard greens look like the type of shit that you just like lay out flat on the table and put all the Thanksgiving food that you want in it. <laughs> right. And, roll, and then roll that bitch up and smoke it. It's like everything. It's like a mix mob. It's fucking terrible. My, so collard greens is my least favorite. Sweet potato pie is disgusting. What? That shit tastes like fucking ass juice. Nigga. Bitch ass nigga. Nigga, I love fucking... Fried turkey, you know what I'm saying, That's niggas? That's weird as shit. Fried, Fried turkey, turkey on you hoes. That shit too dry and for me. Same. I, I do love, love cheese. I love cake, cheese. Bro. Hold on, hold on. Regular or like Strawberry. the topping? Strawberry cheese. Fucking. With pecan, with pecan crust. Pecan crust. Nah, give me. Fucking dude. If we gonna do any sort of cheesecake, let it be mixed with the caramel. Oh, the caramel. I can fuck with well, that. Oh, like, so you mean like, like regular chocolate and caramel no, or just caramel. caramel? Chocolate and caramel don't go well together. Yo, what do you say to the relative who brings the dish that you don't like that's always under seasoned? Well, I'm a picky eater, you so just my family the knows. You fucking plate like a taco and throw that bitch Fuck away. that. I want you to see me throw it away. Next. Year, I don't want you nah, to bring that shit. No, but what if they plate that shit on you with the rest of the Thanksgiving food? You like, just kind of make that face of displeasure, like, ugh. <laughs> like, like that, your dish is the only one that's gonna be full when you take it back. Your nah, shit is but like, have everybody one asks, who made this? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, and not in a good way. You know Why saying? did you make this? It's shit? like, I can give you the tones right now. Who 
made the mac and cheese. <laughs> and, then there's, and then there's. This bitch is not moist. Yeah. No, that's the good one. The bad one is. Who made the mac and cheese? Like, yeah, you, you see, you see the difference? Like, like, who, made, who made the mac and cheese? Yeah. Like, you gotta know. You gotta know. So you pull them to the side and be like, hey, next year, we're gonna put you on the potato salad. Man, look, nah. bro. My dad has this audible yuck that he makes for food that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> this shit didn't happen for Thanksgiving, bro. I never forget this shit, bro. Y'all remember when all the uh, the oh, women start- yuck? I thought you was talking yeah. about like goofy oh yuck, like that. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? No, bro. Like this nigga has an audible bro. like yuck, like that he makes when he bites in the bad food. Imagine saying that. Mom, in the I love you. I know you never listen to the podcast, but I love you. But I got to tell a story. This wasn't a Thanksgiving story, but like I got this from my dad, so I audibly say yuck when food is nasty. Y'all remember when like our moms and like grandparents first like discovered Splenda and started using that to like bake with and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, my dad, it was like, yeah, it'd be like Christmas. It wasn't Thanksgiving. But yeah. mama made, like, a pecan pie, and that's, like, her famous shit. Like, she puts her fucking foot in a pecan pie. Mm-hmm. Well, this time, she didn't use no sugar. She used Splenda this year. Oh. My dad bit into that shit, nigga said, yuck. Was <laughs> 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 this, this Splenda pie? <laughs> Nigga, my mama feels was so hurt. But me and my dad was laughing our asses off. I said, Dad, say it again. I was a kid. He said, yuck. I'm just saying, Caddy, this, this is a goddamn Splendor Pie. This is disgusting. Yuck. I'd have never cooked for y'all ungrateful asses ever again. Y'all have been the most starved unit in the city. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, Splendor do taste like ass, though. And that's, that's why you gotta like, get the like, stevia. It tastes like, like a taste of sugar, then all of a sudden it's like yeah. Sprite back. Wash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sprite it's like, what the <laughs> fuck? Why you got so, why you got so descriptive? Why that's so sad? <laughs> that shit nasty, bro. That's, that, that's never yo, been yo, any good That's so accurate, though. <laughs> it's bad yeah. that I like Sprite backwash, bro. That's why you gotta get the stevia. The stevia is the way oh, to go. Well, wait, so Chris, what's, what's your least favorite and favorite oh, Thanksgiving food? Yes. Oh, man. Uh, fuck, I'm going to have to say, like, stuffing. Mm. If niggas don't make dressing <laughs> and they make stuffing, I, I was going to ask because favorite. my fa- that's your least favorite? I don't like stuffing. I was going to ask. Dressing. So, North in, in, in the North, what's the fuck is North? In the North, is stuffing and dressing considered the same thing? Bro, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, when you eat cornbread dressing, are you like, this isn't stuffing? This is dressing. But like, this is no, dressing. but like, I only had cornbread stuffing from like white people. Oh, that Do is. Do y'all categorize as much shit as dressing as we, like, you, have you had rice dressing before? Nah, but like, you gotta, you gotta be mindful. My, my mother's mother is from here. She's from New Orleans. Right. So you've had rice dressing then and like cornbread dressing and all this I other had, shit. I had cornbread dressing, not rice dressing. Okay, so dressing. what are you, what are your thoughts on cornbread dressing? It's the best thing in the fucking world. Okay. That's, that's a template. Yeah. Anything mm. other than that, I don't like gravy on my shit. Give me straight dressing. Same. Same. I want dressing. I don't like that shit mixing and touching like gravy. Nah, no gravy on my shit. But like, I'm sorry, I'm very I don't mean to cut you off. I like candy yams. Oh, that's weird. All that shit. That's weird. Are you serious? I'm, sorry, I'm not judging you. Go ahead. I love yams, bro. Mm. I mean, I love yams, but not the kind you put Sugar, in a pot. Potatoes, yeah, I'm yeah. not. I'm not gonna do it. So I like also, no, but no, but like so, like it depends. Like so, it's like I like candy yams, but like a like a brisket or like a, a mm. 
some type of red meat. But if it's like Thanksgiving, give me a sweet potato. I don't even eat meat at Thanksgiving. That's how I eat. I I fuck up ham. No, I do love ham. I fuck up ham. I can only fuck with fried turkey, man. Give me and give me the white because it's the best part. Fried turkey with gravy. No, Mm-mm. I'm not eating it. I don't like gravy because I don't like juice. So mine, my favorite, unless it comes from the turkey. So my well, two things before I tell you my favorite. I'm really worried that when I go to mix this, we think we're being articulate, but it's just gonna be us being like. Sober. I think we're sober enough. We gonna realize we've been drunk because we've been slurring a lot of these fucking words yeah. and shit. Yeah, it's gonna sound like a fucking Anita Baker song. Just put some auto tune and pick it right on my shit. Little, little melodyne. Um, so my favorite cornbread dressing everywhere I go, because my family is, is very disjointed since my grandmother died. And so yeah. I have been going to different like people's houses and, and getting plates like they know. I'm on my way. And I judge the rest of the <laughs> spread. I, I had five to go place. I wasn't joking. I went to four places yesterday. As you should. Um, I judge if the first thing I get in this is the cornbread dressing. Because if you allow shitty cornbread dressing to be on your spread, I don't trust nothing else on your mm-hmm. on your on your spread. So like it could be a little salty. I like the savory a little bit more, like the thick, you know, a lot of cornbread, little gizzards in there mixed up a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Like I like that. But if it's salty and it's the brown, like I can deal with it, you know. But if it's terrible, I'm I'm out. So that is my favorite. My mom makes the best, personally. You but. know, you know what I have to say. If if you making, I know black people like like macaroni and cheese. Mm-hmm. That shit go away. hard, nigga. I'm not gonna lie, it is. But I'm gonna be honest. You need a white cheese and cream cheese mm-hmm. to make it. Yeah. Absolutely, we know that. But no, but some niggas they they macaroni is is they like dead ass yellow and shit. They using shells. It's dead ass yellow. It's, and I'm like, it's spaghetti, panne, or like macaroni. That's Fact. it. That's it. I'm gonna need three and that's cheeses. two different dishes. I'm gonna need mac three and cheese and spaghetti and cheese. That's, that's two different ones. That's and we fact. need both. We that's need both. Fact. I need both. I'm gonna need a whole lot of butter, a whole lot of cream cheese mm-hmm. in my shit. A little. Uh, don't forget the heavy whipping cream. Now that's that's important. a fact. Ooh, that's nigga, important. Half, I make half and half, nigga. Half and half, half and half. I ain't gonna lie. So and whipping I made, cream as well. I made some crab bisque the other day. Oh. That shit. First of all, you know, I, as a as a single black man, and yes, to all my bitches listening, I'm single. I need you to understand that. Hey, come um, suck this <laughs> dick, as as a single black man, we only get a rotation. You know, we only can perfect about six different dishes. Steak and I was and I was at five. I just made rotel with the low carb. High protein quest chips. Yeah. Fantastic. With a little Low beater, All of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so um I per, I I made the the crab bisque. I usually do corn and crab bisque, yes. which is my top, but I can't eat corn because I was on keto. And so I was like, we just gonna go with the we're gonna go with the we're gonna go with the crab bisque. Crab Bro, bisque. That shit was smacking, nigga. Smack. Like I can't wait. I'm gonna make it for the next podcast. Y'all just um cash at me twenty five for the crab meat a piece. Fuck. Um, <laughs> I would rather you make and then uh, rotel. My le- my least favorite. I know it's gonna make a lot of y'all mad. Any form of turkey, 
I'm not eating it. No, I'm, it's I'm fucking take, terrible. I agree. Thanksgiving I agree. Is, it's is, terrible. is the secondary thing. Like, I feel Give like if ham. your mac and cheese is good, mm-hmm. like, that's all niggas really My need. homegirl made buffalo mac and cheese with the chicken shredded Damn, up in my it. my ass would be crying. That shit was no. delicious. Y'all notice, though, any other time of year we make fun of white people for treating mac and cheese as a main dish, but for, like, Thanksgiving, we treat that shit as, like, the main but dish. That, that's because they no, mac and cheese is terrible. Though. And it be having bread in it and shit. Yeah, like, why you put breadcrumbs in it? That just make it taste like I'm eating chalk with That's the cheese. That's what they do? I don't yeah. know what they do. You put they top it with the, with the mac. I hate when white people are like, my meemaw makes the best blah, blah, blah. And you look at it and it looks like it was made by a four-year-old with fucking autism <laughs> and, and Parkinson's. Like, fuck that. I'm not eating that shit. <laughs> you and your meemaw could have several seats. They don't even call it, like, what the fuck is a meemaw? Why you can't just say meemaw? What, answer me this, Christian. Yeah. You're from the north. What the Ma- fuck is a gimp gimp? I don't know what the fuck a I, I call I call I call my grandma Momo so or oh, Big Mama like why y'all can't just be normal? You, yep, that's partially southern though. That uh, Momo and shit mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, my grandma from New Orleans, so it is what it is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like you know. But my grandfather, he from he from the West Indies. Well, so. we have officially reached 160 minutes for this podcast, How which is like long is that? two and a half hours. Two and a half right, let's hour. cut this shit off. We love you guys, but goddamn, we just gotta get So thank y'all. I don't know when we our schedules have gotten like. Stupid. So we're sorry that we haven't been as consistent Facts. Um, yeah. as we need to be. But we appreciate partially my fault. Your love. It's all Christian's fault. Mm-hmm. Um, and then me. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. It's been it's been me because I be oh, like, I'm the cup is empty. I'm stretched. Bichard. This motherfucker. Hey. I'm not the bartender. I'm the simple host. nigga. You put the alcohol by you. You assume the responsibility. Shit, I was about to slide this shit. What you want? You got the nation of Islam cup. You're gonna pour my fucking drink. <laughs> 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 we love getting drunk and uh, and talking to y'all. God damn! Say when, when, right, nigga. That shit costs fifty dollars. Fuck. When, when? Right, we are officially halfway when in that handle. No, what the fuck? Mind <laughs> <laughs> you, we started. They fitted. I ain't drink the wine, but they they went through the wine. About they got about a third of the bottle of we wine. We gonna leave this bitch here with you, nigga. Nah, I ain't gonna drink it. I hate wine, especially Ooh. white wine um, or rose. Oh, no, sparkling, bro. I don't even rose uh, prosecco. It's pretty I good. Gonna, I just that's said, what bitches drink. I hate that shit. It you might delicious. as well have bought a fucking bottle of hypnotic in this bitch. Like Snigger. we not that ghetto. We a mad dog type nah. of family around here. Yo, <laughs> we are not that ghetto. This nigga, <laughs> this, this nigga gonna show up. But yo, some bullshit. We appreciate you guys for been rocking out with us. Like Dex said, man, we have been pretty inconsistent, but guys, y'all have been fucking with us pretty heavy. We are Thanks. happy to announce that we're almost at 500 listens. Yes. We're about to officially start a podcast beef with the unsuspecting <laughs> podcast. They don't even know it, Bro. but we going to get at them niggas because we are the number one urban podcast in Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. I don't have the statistics to uh, kind of, to kind of back up my claims, but I have enough liquor in my system to back that shit up. So. You know what we should do? We shouldn't. And we should ask them to come on their show and do like a joint podcast. I say come on their show because they have more inputs for their shit. And we did it virtually, so we probably could mm-hmm. do it very easily. Okay. Okay. So we're gonna lay down the gauntlet. Baton Rouge sucks. You <laughs> niggers are on the clock. It's like literally four white people and a black dude. So uh, you niggers wait, are on the clock. Wait, it's, damn it. it's one. It's one black person on the fucking. Yeah, pod? and actually, I grew up yeah. with him. I didn't know that he was a part of the pod. Um, his mom and my mom are like super close 
friends. And so when I was releasing Ooh, my last industry album, friends, oh. yes. But you're black really, and you're proud. Get us on the fucking show. <laughs> yep. And unless you're not black and proud, Devin, they're fuck. talking to you. All Don't worry, bro. No, he I'm came. So he was at White Light Night too. Um, he came out. As well, so yeah, you know. Also, my stock is rising, so you might want to book me for your show before I start charging this guarantee. It's getting real close. Stop playing. That's what I'm saying. I am the best artist in Baton Rouge. Easily, it's not a competition. It's not even close. I will out sing, out perform, out write, out mix, out master, out create any person that you put in front of me, with the exception of Kanye, Omari. West. West. That's the only one yes. that can handle me. Do keep in mind, this nigga's I am a the marksman. best married nigga in the world. I do better married shit than the rest of you fucking fucks. Nigga, don't be trying to like. Christian is the best um, in a relationships. Are you in an inner relationship? An interracial relationship? What are you doing? Say it on the podcast. Do you need me to give you one of my hoes? Like, is that? I can make a contract up real quick. But I didn't know where to go with it. He's the best. We can get a random cooch liquor of the group. Yo, alright, look. Alright, look. The next segment, I'm gonna flame this bitch ass nigga for five minutes straight. First of all, this nigga is dressed like a paraplegic ass nigga who goes to the golf course on weekends only. I can get out my chill, nigga. This nigga got married twice because he was scared he wasn't gonna gonna be successful in a single life. It's called practice, bro. Duh, nigga. Shit, you ain't never had practice. Practice, nigga? We talking about practice? Bro. Yeah, bro, nigga, it's called practice, nigga. Mm. Dude, like, did you even know I had a first wife? Like, yes, I didn't know nigga, that. I knew. I didn't know that. How did this is your second Did you turn? ever see her, though? No. Like, when we, was talking, when we was talking about her before you, before the show started, not that we were talking about you, if you listen, you probably listen because you want to be petty like that and you shit, but... Um, Fuck sure. We weren't talking about you like that, but he mentioned that he was married before, and I was like, I never knew that. Yeah. Mind y'all, me and DJ have only known each other six months. I don't know the first episode of the the last podcast that yeah. we were a part of. Yeah, the Culture Gallery, which I have. I can look at the date. Um, that was the last time, the first time we met. Chris, I ain't meet you until about four, five months ago. Facts or whatever. Facts. And now we like friends and shit. This, um, is, this is Liddy. Oh, I'll give y'all this last this last bit of information. I have a music video shoot coming up. It's gonna be an old people party. So old you show people? old you show up dressed up like old people. All those you men's gonna be mad cougars. I was like, I'm definitely coming. Hey, that actually ain't a, <laughs> that ain't a bad idea. We're gonna be dressing up as really old people. You can't really tell if they got ass. They got like pampers on. <laughs> <laughs> it depends. <laughs> Y'all niggas is trash. Uh, you smelly bitch. <laughs> Keep waking up. You'll be there. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, bro. I, I'm going to rock my depends happily, bro. Hey, I'm think about how Liddy... Pants, though. I don't want to look like I got a fucking fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> think about how Liddy would be if we all got old and went to the same fucking retirement community. Yo, that's, that's that fire, shit, bro. That shit would be great. They have to have so much security in that bitch. Like, it'd be great. It'd be Especially Travis Scott. This nigga fucking <laughs> trying to lick all the nurse coochie. <laughs> Nah. <laughs> he, that nigga, he that nigga asking the 25 year old for a sponge bath. Right, get a bunch of the balls. Meanwhile, meanwhile, this nigga trying to trying to fuck this nigga trying to fuck the oldest fucking version in the world. I'm telling I mean, this nigga in, it ain't gonna in, happen. In, hey. in his defense, you are dressed like a nigga that's already in the retirement that's what community. I'm saying, bro. <laughs> nigga got the sweats. They 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 they, they jogged us, nigga. Like, look at my socks. <laughs> he look like an old man trying to look young. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
He got he got peer pressure into a fucking fucking tight clothes group. It's like he doing this every couple minutes. I got him so uncomfortable, guys. Nigga walk around listening to Chip Dipsy also talking about last time that I checked, niggas like Yo, you kill innocent cockroaches in them fucking shoes, bro. Stop. <laughs> nigga be lying. He's running shoes, nigga. God damn, Stop bro. Playing, bro. I'm running it. Nigga pull out his AirPods. What you listening to? Lying to everybody. Oh, this is the Nissy Hustle, nigga. You been listening to Frank Sinatra. That we nigga listening. Y'all gotta stop playing on Frank Sinatra Jr. Top though, bro. Frank Sinatra Jr. That Nick. That uh, I mean, Italian. I'm, I'm, a, rap, to my I'm a Rat Pack fan. So uh-huh. to my logic. No, no. Rat, Frank Sinatra Jr. Don't nobody listen to that, yeah, we that, hate that fucking weirdo ass. If that nigga tell me one more time that he's half black, he's I'm going to punch like, him in bro, the fucking white. No one cares, bro. I'm black and white like <laughs> you. Like, you know what made me hate him? It was a song on Matt 19 or 20, and it was like, Everybody, people, everybody bleed, everybody we I was like, nigga, shut the fuck up. For real, I'm this trying to give a nigga CTE. Like, yeah, like, what the fuck are you talking <laughs> about? That, bro, like, another thing that bothers me about Logic, bro, is, like, he always, like, over-explains shit in his raps. <laughs> like, he was on a song with Juicy J, and they was rapping about strippers. Like, i throw some money at a bitch, but I respect her. Like, <laughs> shut the fuck up, you <laughs> bitch. Like, Don't talk about my wife like that, bro. Who, Logic? No. Juicy the J? The stripper, nigga. The stripper. Oh, <laughs> you love. Oh, you love back sex workers, bro. Full circle, niggas. We brought it this back. Niggas, full this circle. Said I love <laughs> I'm sex about to say, workers. What stripper you married to, bro? <laughs> I'm like, God damn. I ever told y'all why I don't go to strip club no more? I'll I never go there because I don't you believe in throwing money. You had, a, you had a rotation, huh? No, I went because all right. Um, it's a long story. It's gonna be the last story, y'all. So y'all can get on with y'all day. So the year is 2015. My cousin who goes to Grambling. Comes down with a few of his friends. One of them's from like Trinidad, the other one's from like Ohio. And my cousin's a fucking hoe. And so he was like, Hey, can you entertain my friends while I go fuck these bitches? I was like, Bitches? Like plural? He said, Yeah, I got like three of them lined up. And so I asked him, I was like, All right, y'all are young. You know, they were like in their early 20s. I was like 26, 27. What y'all want to do? What what the young people doing? And one of them with his accent was like, I want to go to the strip club. I was like, Y'all ever been to the strip club before? He goes, No, we never been. I was like, All right, we can go. So we was going to go to Crazy Horse. But I had to give them the rundown, right? Like, don't be going in a room with them. If they say, do you want a lap dance? Your answer is no. I'm just here to enjoy them. You know, I'll throw money on stage. I'm here to sit in the bar, whatever. So I'm sitting down. You know, I, t- I make them sit by me because, you know, broke college niggas, they like 20, 20, 21, 22. They going to throw the whole reef right, right, right. shit. And so I make them sit next to me and I feel this tap on my shoulder. And I go, nah, sweetheart, I'm good. And then I look back and it's my fucking sister. I know. I was hurt. And I was like, and she looks at me and she goes, boy, what the fuck are you doing here? And I looked at her, I was like, what the fuck are you doing here? What Wait. the fuck? What the fuck is happening? And is she, luckily. Is she employed there? No. I was like looking. I was like, she don't look like she work here. What the fuck? What, 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 what's happening? Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, you know, my boyfriend wanted to come or whatever. So I just came with him and whatnot. And then she was like, hey, here's $40. Go throw it at that big booty bitch. And everything was okay. But. I have never gone back to the strip club for fear that I'll run into another woman in my life. Mm. You know, maybe my grandmother's not dead. Maybe she at the strip club on a regular. It is what it is. I'm not 
I'm not putting myself like in a situation. Be like a, be like a cloud of uh, evaporated milk. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just come <laughs> that titty powder away from me. <laughs> yeah, damn. But at least the teeth to person ratio was good. You know, it was a good okay. Saturday night. We can handle right. that. Don't go crazy, on Tuesday. Crazy gonna sound like it's uh like it's legitimate. It's not like the fucking strip club in Woodville, Mississippi. My dad wanted to take me there once. My boy, well, Brandon could actually tell a story. There's a bunch of stretch marked pregnancies and like <laughs> abortion clinics in the back. Like, it's a really weird. <laughs> Place. <laughs> I'll, let him, I'll let him tell that story next time he's here. No, Speaking no. of next no. time, thank y'all for joining us. It has been great talking to y'all and getting yes. drunk with you. I miss Cheers. y'all. This is nice. We need to do this more often. Um, can you top me off a little bit? Just a little bit. Top you off, nigga. Just Shut just the fuck bit. up, that weird ass. Tell my top Crazy. Nigga, pause. We're pouring niggas. liquor, guys. We're going to do a toast. We're going to need you to get a little alcohol in yourself. That's I'll good. I'll that bottle of wine. Cheers to, you know, we'll be back together in December, but in case we don't, cheers to the new name of the podcast, which is coming soon, the rebranding, all of that, too. Oh, wait, to spaceships, rocket ships, and everlasting friendships. Fuck on. (laughs) (laughs) Peace, guys. Peace. Mm.